Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You were having a freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All righty, welcome in to a Monday edition of Pirate Radio Live, our final Monday show of 2022. Thanks for tuning in today on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We're also on 1250, 930 online, PR927FM.com. And you can watch the show, be a part of the show on Facebook Live and on youtube we were uh myself chandler tony dunn were at these microphones uh a few hours ago seemingly uh watching the commanders and giants last night thanks to everybody who hung out last night had a good time with us we'll talk uh, some nfl at some point on today's program but a lot of east carolina bowl talk to get to as we are getting closer and closer to the 27th just over a week away from ecu and coastal carolina in the birmingham bowl we'll talk about that with jj mclam coming up later on this hour also brian bailey gonna join us he'll be in birmingham he had a great edition of the brian bailey show earlier today we'll talk pirate football pirate hoops and more with double b coming up at four o'clock and man what a win for the ecu basketball pirates mike schwartz and company picking up a nice win away from Minji's coliseum on saturday as they win wire to wire against south carolina led by 21 at one point south carolina as close as they got in the second half was seven points but the pirates were able to stave off that comeback and get a really nice win they got one more game in the non-conference before taking on temple next week so we'll talk about all that with coach p michael perry he'll join us coming up at five o'clock and in hour three but maybe more importantly hour one we will open up the pirate radio treasure chest we're going two a days every single day this week monday tuesday wednesday thursday we'll have two prizes two winners per day and uh find out what's left in the chest we'll talk about that but we'll be emptying out the treasure chest this week here on pirate radio live shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt and to my left troy d here on a monday hello troy hello clip good to be here with you on the uh, final monday of prl for the year uh, yep. if you're playing along at home that's what i said yeah and well, i meant it yes and you well, reiterated it. i did thank you you're welcome <laughs> also christmas will be here before you know it that is true less than a week away if yep. you're not paying attention it's coming up this weekend sunday, sunday, sunday is christmas sunday. yeah so guys that haven't done your shopping yet which i know a lot of folks wait you know guys especially wait to the last minute girls like to buy year round for christmas i've noticed um guys are kind of last minute this is your time to shine guys this is your week get her done good luck good luck yeah. yeah do what you can uh troy i want to bring up something that happened last night um with craig we'll go ahead and do it now craig on facebook live says hey i'm here to pick up my prize oh wait never mind yeah i heard y'all segment was it was friday well uh, okay well hold on this is right. from last night which i did not realize that it was that loud that i did that on the air until you played it i remember like being <laughs> disappointed that like oh here we're gonna have a situation it's an out-of-state listener or out-of-town listener. They're, they're either, you know, can't use the prize or it sits here for a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, and, the, and I thought that in my head. But you I were really, fed up. But it was manifested into a sigh that was heard around the Pirate Nation. <sighs> All right. That was to Tyler Macemore in Winston-Salem. I, 
Yeah, which and he said, well, "I'm sure he's a great guy," and it was nothing personal. But I did not realize it was that loud until you guys made a very funny bit out of it. I should say. Well, last night we had four uh, giveaways during our game, and and Craig was the winner of one of those. Mm-hmm. And I said, "You got to come up, come pick up, got to come pick us. it up." We're not yeah. shipping it. We're not dealing with that. So Craig, I believe, said he was in Richmond, VA. Is that right, Craig? But anyway, Craig said, "Oh man, I'm." I don't know if I can make it there. Go ahead and give my prize to somebody else. And for whatever reason, all right, here we go again. He he kind of he like backtracked on that, but it was too late. I'd already given his prize to someone else. Yeah, once you say that, it's done. Then he tried to get into the other contest, but he never won those. So now he's sitting without a prize to pick. Who'd up. you give it to? Uh, I think Jonathan Fields took over Craig's prize. Oh, okay. So, uh, Craig, That's what we uh, call regifting in the yeah, business. I mean, he had a shot, yeah. he gave up his chance and yeah. immediately regretted it. Sorry, Craig, but thank you for listening, yeah, <laughs> or watching, we should say. And, Craig, if you're calling for the treasure chest, make sure you can come pick up your prize, or Troy will sigh very loudly for the world to hear. <sighs> All right, I mean, that is a <laughs> professional five star <laughs> sigh, if I've ever heard one, yeah. There, we all do things good. Like Brian Bailey's probably the best sneezer in the business when it comes Not to you. when it comes to broadcasting. Uh, that's a pretty good. <laughs> that's a pretty good sigh. That is a good sigh. Yeah, that's a sigh that we can keep. It can. It's a good reoccurring bit too. You never know when you might need it. It is. Keep it on the hot case. Oh, it's there. It's there. <laughs> were you Were you even aware that you had done it? That no. Loud? That's what I was saying. Thanks for listening to our earlier segment. Last Monday show of the year, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I was saying I did not realize that it was in my head. I was saying, here we go again, out of town listener. It's going to be an issue. But I did not realize that I had made a sigh that loud. So I think I meant. <sighs> right. real, real eyes, real eyes, in, real sighs. In real time. In real I did time. Not know that. I real, no. I, I, Until you guys played it, I had no idea it was that loud. I remember, I remember you saying like, oh my God, did I just say that out loud? Or I, did I just do that out loud? And we were like, yes. Oh, man. maybe, yeah. I, I just, it wasn't. <sighs> Right. It was so loud. <laughs> I, I can't even do it if I try. But you got that little. <sighs> oh. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> There's a Family Guy bit where uh, Lois like can't get the directions out of her pocketbook in time, and Peter's like, "Do we take I-40 or 440?" And she's like, "Oh, you would think I would have this ready." He's like, "Yeah, you would, you would." And they pass the uh, exit, and he just goes. And it fogs up the entire uh, <laughs> yeah. windshield yeah. and windows. Yeah, right. that was one of those sighs. Yeah, you fogged it's up like the an glass. episode out of Family Guy right yeah. here. Yeah. Fogged up all the glass in here. <laughs> all right, so Craig, sorry, uh, maybe uh, you can be a winner on a future. Yeah, race. good luck, Craig. We, we, we don't wish you the wish best. you any ill will. No. Yeah. And thank you to our uh, and and once and again, anybody can tune in nowadays. You know, thanks to technology of all the digital platforms we have which are many uh you could be listening to us on our website on TuneIn app uh you'll be watching us on facebook on youtube uh you could be streaming us on you know the apple podcast home whatever they call that apple's podcast platform you know do i need to go on you know what i'm talking about yeah Sp- what's your point spotify my point is that when we give stuff away though you need to be like within driving distance here to be able to get stuff if it's a pickup prize or don't right. you know and i'll listen to some radio sta- like i listen to stations in chicago like i love listening to their pregame postgame clip every once in a while they'll give something away to a listener i don't call in to try and win you know why 
Yeah. Because I don't live in Chicago. We got it at this point. And I can't go eat at the restaurant that they're giving the, the prize away to. No need to go on. So I don't call in. I listen. I enjoy the Why show. Why are you berating our You're listeners? still talking. I but mean, I don't call in WGN trying to win a prize. Okay, we get it. Those people are idiots. You're calling Craig and all these people now, are idiots. shame on you for saying that, Clip. You're, I, I'm ready to move on. <laughs> you right. did say it was stupid last week. Yeah. Um, Can we move on? By the way, Mike P. With That's a good what I wanted line. to move on to. Yeah, Mike P. with a good punchline. He said, more like Troy Cyphus. <laughs> oh, man. Troy Cyphus. Uh, Susan says, I've never stayed up, watched a game uh, for a team. I had no dog in the fight, but I enjoyed watching someone's emotions fall apart. And she laughed the whole time. Sorry, Clip. Wow. Yeah. It's loads to see misery. Yep misery loves company there was a lot of misery last night as washington got the old screw job in the game against the couple times a couple different ways i mean just awful yeah awful awful it wasn't any one play it was a number of plays yep it was spread out throughout multiple what a wild sunday in the nfl by the way what a wild weekend because i want to throw saturday in there too because we had the biggest comeback in nfl history on saturday now, you're right the weekend it was saturday and sunday i should just say in the nfl 33 to nothing and <laughs> jeff sarity and company blow that lead the largest comeback in nfl history mm. um actually i had a friend of mine in chicago said her daughter was like had some tie into the viking says she was joking about she sent me a screenshot when it was 33 nothing she said well we were pulling for the vikings this weekend because of my daughter or whatever because i guess we chose the wrong team again and then i i got a text later on in the day going well i can't believe it i was like what is she talking about and damn if they didn't come back and win from 33 nothing nuts tony says i like hearing troy talk about technology and try to explain to us that we can now access content in different ways than just the radio he may as well have said, have you heard of this thing called the internet? <laughs> it's a fascinating thing, man. Well, there's new people all the time coming into the audience. <laughs> and people there's, you talk to. And people I talk to. Yeah, they don't understand. And there's younger viewers that may be just learning about the internet now. No, they know all about it. Oh, we're just learning about the internet. <laughs> we're old. Yeah. Um. So there is that. Yeah, you had the, um, the Patriots Raiders play. Wow. How about that? The how, most, how stupid can you be? The bo- most boneheaded play we've seen mm. in NFL and the, history. The problem is that if they just they were playing like they had a score, like desperation, if they were losing. It was going into overtime. Yeah, they didn't have to do anything. If they didn't show the scoreboard, you would have thought, oh, they're yeah. down. They've got to score. They're down then, four then it would make five. sense. And then who cares? Yeah, they're they're down four or five. They were they, tied. Doesn't matter. Right? Tie. 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 <laughs> uh, i don't know if i could do it that good again no so you like, can't i can never repeat that because you had that, it was i was so genuine that, it was kind of phlegmy very genuine yeah yeah oh, uh, that was fake so uh where did the guy go to school that threw that crazy lateral channel oh okay just curious he Jac- is a wolf pack alum jacoby myers with a major blunder a receiver that did not have any blunders on sunday that had a fantastic game was zay jones Three touchdowns, Three touchdowns. Yeah. against the Cowboys. And I turned that game off with a few minutes to go when uh, the Jaguars had a, a turnover. And I was like, ah, oh, this is over. I had no idea they'd get the ball back. 
and be able to score again. I left tiebreakers, and I hate that I did because there were so many uh, Cowboys fans. Oh there man, God! Think about that what were you could loving have the fact that they were staring a win right in the face, oh, and man. they were they, loud. Oh, they were they, high fiving. I wish if I could go back in time and do one thing different yesterday, stay. It would be stay yeah. at tiebreakers long enough. Crucial error. to they, watch their reaction. They grabbed the jaws of defeat. No, they they grabbed the defeat out of the jaws of victory. That's what I was trying to say. Well, and you could have been there to say to laugh at them, Tandler, in their face. To fill your cup in your face with cowboy tears. <laughs> I mean, I would enjoy to stay back and and point at them and laugh at them, but my team also lost, so I wouldn't be able. I feel like I wouldn't be able to do the same. Thing. Everybody lost. I lost. Bears lost. We look good in the process, though. It was Shirley, one of our highest quality wins of the season. Shirley's Dolphins lost. Panthers lost. And then Brian Brian Bailey was in here earlier to do his lost. show. Mm. He, they lost. Did anybody win did. this weekend? What are those checks you do every on NFL people team lost. when you think like there's a problem at their house? and you Welfare? Say, well, well, I had a welfare check done on Bailey yesterday by Brian Medor. I thought Bailey was going to Because he did not. He went dark online. I, I haven't texted him much, and I was in a group text with him. I don't know if you were in a clip. Weaver, Medor, and he wasn't responding. And we were kind of piling on a little bit. So we had a welfare check on him. I thought he was going to be mad at me. I sent him a text during the game, and, and this was a friendly text. This was not – because I don't like to do the in-game text. They always come back to bite you. I did it. But he said – Can't help it. Well, I know, but that's the kind of football fan you are. I know. I hadn't done it in a while. I said uh, at 3.08, Cowboys up double digits and two touchdowns for Zay. Your perfect script. And then 21 minutes later, because I looked at my phone – Zay Jones had scored his third touchdown, and Dallas was losing. And I was like, man, Bailey is going to be upset with me. But saw him earlier today, said he wasn't mad, understood it was a friendly text. He so wasn't mad at all. We're good. Uh, Mike P. has a question. I know the answer to this one. Do you? What's worse, a worse way to lose, taking a knee against UCF and losing, or with the Hail Mary coming after it, or – the Patriots Raiders ending. Hey, we were up. Oh, no, they're both, they're, I, they, I we think, were we were winning the game. I they're think. both terrible ways to I mean, lose. I mean, you're you're expecting overtime in in the Raiders Patriots game. You still have to go through a whole ten minutes of a. You're if you're East Carolina that night against UCF, you already had it in your mind that we were winning that football. Well, you game. were you but were you in s- victory formation. UCF exactly. You go to victory formation because the victory is at hand. Yes. Once again, I've researched this. I can't find any other team in the country that's gone in a victory formation and then lost the game. Let's hear about this research. How, how, how have you researched I've, this? I've looked and, and researched and Googled and searched <laughs> okay. and searched, and I can't find it. I, I, if there is one, bring it to my attention. Cut to a montage of <laughs> Troy in libraries. Like, I've spent a lot of time Almanacs. looking into this, and I can't find it. So I'm going to stick with Chandler. I think... Taking a knee and losing is more embarrassing, is more harmful, and more hurtful. But ECU didn't give them the game. It took a miracle for UCF to win. The Patriots handed the ball away for a loss. They said, here, we're going to give you the win. Well, if Mac Jones can make a tackle, he saves it. It goes to overtime, too. I mean, he got steamrolled like a freaking piece of asphalt on a hot summer day. Do you expect him to tackle Chandler Jones at 260 Man, pounds? Man, he's a football player. Slow him down enough. I was actually Grab glad. his ankle. I, I was glad to see Mac Jones get absolutely destroyed. <laughs> he got stiff-armed like a little, you know what? He tried to break Brian Burns' leg last year. So a little payback? Yeah. 
right. But no doubt. Wouldn't you have had a lot more respect for Mac Jones if he made that tackle? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's easy. ECU versus UCF. Shane Carden and Justin Hardy's senior night. I mean, they're celebra- they're celebrating on the sideline. God, who the hell brought that up? Uh, that was Mike. Craig says, Pat's fan here. He said ECU is the worst way to lose. He said the game was more important and being in the stands hurt more as well. Why was that game important? Uh, we might have gotten a better bowl bid that year. For real. Uh, who cares? Were we out of the talks for our conference championship? Yes. You couldn't have gone to the championship game. Yeah. What's a better bowl game? Uh, where do we end up th- that Birmingham. year? Birmingham. <sighs> Anything but Birmingham. Myrtle Beach. Well, I don't even know if that was in existence back then. I mean, uh, what's? I mean, my point is, what's a better bowl? Like, who cares about a better bowl? Like Boca Raton. Yeah, that's better. I would say a better bowl is a better, better pay- location or a better payout bowl. So y'all are so upset because we could have gone to Boca Raton and instead of Birmingham. Could have finished the year out with a win. Sent those guys out the right way. Could have done that with a bowl win, too. They didn't do that either. The Patriots are fighting for a playoff spot. I think that was more important than ECU-UCF, but people will disagree with me. I think they went rogue. I don't think Belichick called that play. Yeah. I think the players did that on their own. I really do. Well, Tony said it was like mob mentality. One guy lateraled, and then everybody on the field was like, oh, this is what we're doing now? Yeah. All right, let's go crazy. It's like back to the playground. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really don't think this was not a scripted play. And Belichick's over there going, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Why are you flipping? You think he gave them a big just, plate of I told you so? Just go down. Just Why just are you throwing down. the ball? In the just, staff just meeting, team meeting? Mac, make that tackle. Oh, no. Mac's dead. Max dead. Max dead. By the by the way, how is that guy for you, uh, for the Commanders that got folded in half? I mean, is he in good? good I don't shape? know. I hadn't talked to him, Chandler. Why don't you find out? Chad says, "What is this interweb you speak of?" Another tough loss. Uh, Jackson State. I watched the majority of this game. I did not watch De- the Deion Sanders' ball. last game as uh, Jackson State's head coach. It was actually an exciting game. Fun game to watch. Went down to the wire. The tight end was wide open and just drops the ball for Jackson State, which would have given them, I don't know if it would have been the win or put it in another overtime at that point, but it ended up causing, you know. Who no. won that game? Uh, NC Central. NC Central. Out of oh, Central. Okay. Yeah, so this was the, they call it the national championship for HBCU. Yeah. Um, With, so, well, yeah, yeah, for HBCU. Yeah. But um, celebration bowl, and ironic, get, ironically, I, the tight end for Jackson State is a white guy who dropped the ball. Okay, no, I'm just saying <laughs> they were crucifying him online. I mean, reminds me of a Bill Burr joke. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> too many white guys on this team can't win. <laughs> leave, it well, I'm the, just saying, leave it up to the white kid <laughs> on a historically black college national championship game. Yeah, they have some They're white guys. Make a movie yeah, about this one day. <laughs> it's called White Man Can't Catch. White Man Can't Catch. It's a sequel to White Man Can't Jump. <laughs> did you see the video of Dion trying to console a guy in his locker room? You know what? Afterwards? I did, but that, I haven't watched it. That was what it was about. Honestly, I thought it was an old video. No. But yeah, I, I know what you're talking that about. That was the guy he went up to. Now, a lot of this is I can't tell what's disingenuous and what's real because they yeah. film so much and what's for a show and what's not. Hey, let's do a second take on that. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, get you got the cameras rolling? Right. Okay, hold on. We're going to go up to him in a second. You roll it? You roll it? We we wouldn't do anything uh, like that here. No, not at all. <laughs> but some people do. I mean, uh, 
everything's not a promo here you know some things are unscripted but uh i don't know i felt bad you know i was pulling for jackson state on that deal so coach prime i like dion heading to uh colorado i was confused shame on me because for some reason i i knew the nc part but didn't know the central i was thinking a and t did you see where a and t is parting ways with money man Tell him to bring me oh, my no. money. The coach? Sam Washington. Sam Washington's out. Yeah. Really? Tell yeah. him to bring me my money. Yeah! People live on forever in the hearts and minds of Pirate fans <laughs> worldwide. Yeah. And that meme is out there every day. Yes. But luckily, like, people It's out don't of context. Know. They don't know it's yeah. ECU. Even though it's in the visitor locker room, they don't know. And I'll even use it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes people owe you a money clip. Tell them to bring me my money. Um... Yeah, that's just it, that will live on forever. Unfortunately, yeah. So he's he's out, huh? Yeah, they are moving to the CAA. Oh, really? And he will not be a part of that move. Oh. Hmm. There you go. Did not know that. All right, uh, we got business to take care of this hour. We got to talk to JJ McLam, and we have to open up the treasure chest. So let's get a break in. We'll come back. Uh, we talked to JJ earlier today. You will hear that conversation, and also uh, we'll open up the treasure chest. All that on the way when we return after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back university pc care has been pirate nation's go-to it expert since 2006 and are the local tech support experts for any of your business needs let university pc care take care of it so you can take care of business visit university pc care com to learn more today now let's head back in to prl here's clip back with you pirate radio live love that christmas jingle shirley josh thomas uh says can you imagine it's almost christmas I believe i covered that in the opening segment clip all right I said we're in christmas week last monday I uh, the uh, to the get their <laughs> shopping done this week people wait to the last minute this is your time this is your warning under a week now Stuff right. closes Saturday. Better get it done by then. Uh, Steve, so it closes on Saturday, Christmas Eve. Steve says Troy promotes listening anywhere via YouTube or Facebook Live. True. Just mm-hmm. don't call us. Good dang point. it. <laughs> so you can listen. <laughs> we can call listen. in. You can call in. Like the post game and stuff. Okay. They, they, they're free to call. They are free to call. Yeah. Just don't win it if you can't pick it up. Don't win it if you can't pick it up. Yeah. Words to live by. Why would they do that? Why would you do that? All right, earlier today, we caught up with J.J. McLam from East Carolina University and uh, talk bowl game and more. Let's hear that interview right now. J.J., how you doing? Doing great, doing great. Appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, thanks for being here, Jay. Uh, Let's talk about the bowl game coming up. We're just about a week away now. How did the process, the first time we've really talked to you since it all went down, uh, you know, I know there were a number of options in this day and age. ECU doesn't really get to pick where it goes. Uh, when did you guys find out? How did it go down? And uh, take us like a little bit behind the scenes, I guess, of when the announcement was made. The lead time you guys had. You know, there was you know just like everybody else, there was all the speculation and you know all the early reports coming out. And 
of what bowl we were going to. And obviously, you know, we're just excited to be in, be playing in a bowl game. But, you know, kind of the process, you know, ESPN working with our conference office and then with John, you know, was heavily involved. And But, you know, ESPN, they, they place you where they want you. And, uh, you know, we found out that Sunday, just a little bit before the selection show was announced to the world, um, you know, obviously they give you a little heads up, but not a lot. And uh, we were able to do that. And, um, you know, it was, it was a great announcement, a lot of excitement, looking forward to playing Coastal Carolina. Team uh, leaves this Friday and uh, we'll spend Christmas in Birmingham game, of course, next Tuesday in uh, Birmingham, Alabama for the Birmingham Bowl. Uh, how many tickets, I imagine, probably have not been flying off the shelves. Uh, how, have we sold any tickets, JJ? How are we looking? Yeah, we have. I mean, the tickets have been, been going pretty well for us. Uh, you know, we'll have – right now we've sold a little over 1,200 tickets. Uh, but, you know, it's really hard to pinpoint a number, Troy, on how many is out there because there's so many different outlets that you can buy a ticket. Obviously, we're encouraging everybody to buy – through ECU Athletics and in the, the ticket office, but you know we've had a right many fans go online through the bowl and buy some premium seats and club seats through the bowl, and then you know there's a secondary market with the Ticket Smarter group. But uh, right now, you know we're anticipating a little over 2,000 fans uh, today that we're uh, anticipating being in Birmingham. ECU Associate Athletic Director JJ McLam joining us on the pit electric live line jj for fans that do want to go and are planning to attend uh what about the festivities in birmingham i know there's uh something the night before that monday night before the game some type of pet rally or parade uh what what are some fan things that uh folks would be interested in that might be able to attend yeah there is a lot to do and i, I would say uh you know birmingham and their city and their sports commission has done a wonderful job of revitalizing the downtown area in uh in birmingham they have also uh added a lot of stuff to do there but uh specifically related to the pirates on the night before we will have a uh pep rally that coach houston and a couple players will be at uh for just a little bit there for that we got a pirate club event open to all pirate club members right there uh at the pep rally location which is across the street from the stadium that will be going, you know, from 6 o'clock on until you know seven or eight time frame on that, and then the day of, they do have a fan fest that is at the same location across the street that will start at one o'clock uh, on that game day. JJ McLamb joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. JJ, how do you kind of take the momentum of second straight year going to a bowl, uh, second straight seven win, hopefully an eight win season this year? Take that momentum and roll it into to 2023 football when it comes to tickets and promotions and things like that. Well, you know, and our staff has been doing a great job, but, you know, it all starts with what Mike Houston's been able to do with our football program to be in back to back bowls as you just said, is, is very instrumental in our program and the success. And, you know, we're carrying that over. And our Pirate Club folks and just everybody is really excited about the momentum and, and all that will carry over as uh, as we get through this bowl game looking to 2023. How is this, uh, you know, it's kind of a, a wild week, I guess. You got the bowl preparations, the final prep going underway. You got National Signing Day coming up Wednesday. 
Uh, you've got all these kids have now, you know, they're in a transfer portal. Uh, you got some players sitting out. This, once again, not an ECU issue. This is an issue across the board with just college athletics. But I got to imagine this week's a pretty busy week for Coach Mike Houston and staff. It, it is, Troy. But the last couple of weeks has been really busy. You know, we've we've been in Birmingham twice uh, over the last two weeks for bowl meetings and press conferences. And, you know, that was around the recruiting schedule. And, you know, for him to, to find time to, to get out to see all the recruits and also get the duties that he needed to do down in Birmingham. And, you know, it was it was tough. But we've got a great staff um, that has been putting that together for him. And, you know, also working on the bowl, it, it takes it takes a great group of people. And, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, uh, you know, Jake Kirkendall and Ryan McManus from football and then Mike Hanley from our um, athletic administration. That group has, has really been working hard on getting all the bowl uh, logistics planned out and getting everything ready for us to leave on the 23rd. And for fans that haven't made their mind up yet, uh, it is drivable, by the way. You can, you know, make it. It's not a, a in, you know ridiculous drive. People go longer to probably Disney World that drive down there. Uh, how can Pirate fans get tickets? How much are the tickets this year, JJ? And obviously, you'd recommend they buy them directly from ECU. Does that help ECU if people get them directly from the university versus another source? Yes, it does, Troy. I would uh, encourage everybody to call our athletic ticket office to buy tickets through our staff. And then uh, because the way the bowl financial arrangements are, we do get uh, a percentage of that ticket revenue that we sell through our ticket outlets that helps us offset our expenses. So, and to your point, it is drivable. We do have a lot of pirates uh, that have bought tickets that will be driving down on the uh, 26th and uh, be down in Birmingham to watch the Pirates play. And I haven't even checked this year. How much are bowl tickets this year, Jay? There's a couple different levels. You know, they start, I think, $50, $54, and, and go right on up to 200 depending on what area and what level of seating you want. All right. And um, anything interesting with the travel party? You know, the players get a, a swag bag, I guess, of uh, stuff. That, do you know what the bowl gives them for participating in the, in the Birmingham Bowl? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's a gift suite package that uh, they will be able to go in and and pick uh, from several different items that uh, range from anything from electronics to TVs to pretty much anything that's cutting edge right now in today's time. The, the kids will be able to pick uh, on a tier system through this gift suite package. Sounds kind of cool. Not not a bad. It is, it is great. And, you know, obviously I think the Birmingham uh, has done a wonderful job with the Ticket Smarter Bowl and, really excited to be able to participate in it and play a quality opponent like coastal carolina jj mclamb joining us jj uh real quick basketball picking up a huge win on uh saturday against south carolina got some home games coming up and uh some affordable tickets uh coming up too right uh for high point and some other games yeah we've got a uh couple games this week tonight our uh women's basketball is a home game uh, six o'clock in uh, Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum, and then our men's play on Wednesday at six o'clock. All right, a lot of specials with those two. I think they're uh, discount, deeply discounted tickets, from what we understand. Uh, yeah, we we are running some holiday promotions there, and uh, you know, with our students being gone, uh, the lower bowl, we are selling some tickets in the lower bowl that will be available through our athletic ticket office.
All right, sounds good. And uh, big SEC victory clip the other day. Don't see many of those too often, so uh, take it. Yeah. Be, uh, oh yeah, it was a, it was a great win for our basketball program, and hats off to Coach Schwartz for uh, what he's doing, and as well with Coach McNeil uh, on the women's side. Talk to Michael Perry later on in the show about that big victory yep. and uh, the week coming up for ECU basketball. All right, JJ. Anything else going on as far as uh, bowl prep that uh, Pirate fans should know about, or you know, anything that's uh, of interest that uh, behind the scenes that that people may not be aware of? It is. It is always uh, tricky planning for a bowl game because uh, you know you got the quick turnaround time there, and uh, the kids starting you know back yesterday. They'll practice uh, until the twenty second, and then we will leave on the twenty third. And you know, we've got a lot of a lot of folks going with us spending the holidays down in Birmingham, but looking forward to a great trip. And, you know, I would just encourage Pirate Nation that if you can't make the trip to uh, to call our athletic ticket office and buy a ticket and we can donate those uh, to a charity uh, in the greater Birmingham area that could be there for us as well. All right. That's a great idea for folks that want to participate but can't be there physically and still want to be a part and uh, help the program out. Uh, thanks so much for the information. We'll see you down in Birmingham, Jay, and uh, have a safe trip with the team and enjoy your holiday and have a, a very Merry Christmas. All right, same to you guys. Looking forward to it. J.J. McGlam joining us here on Pirate Radio Live and ready for the Birmingham Bowl, East Carolina and Coastal Carolina. We'll be with you 245 on uh, the 27th next Tuesday for pregame coverage. We're with you post game and Troy a new wrinkle for the bowl game here. Yeah, kind of cool. Uh, we will actually uh, you don't have to change your d- dial at all, radio or otherwise. However you listen to us, we're going to be broadcasting the Birmingham Bowl live on Pirate Radio. So we'll have the game itself, pregame, yeah. the game, and post game all coming your way uh, next Tuesday. Part be part of the uh, bowl season radio network. So we look forward to uh, having the Birmingham Bowl live on Pirate Radio. We'll have pl- a live play by play action. So if you can't be by atv you can listen to it right here on pirate radio surely uh tyler macemore just tuning in he was the one that uh was the recipient of that loud sigh (sighs) by troy d he wanted to hear it and there it was uh steve hill says we need to add troy's sigh into the open and i fully agree with that surely so next time you build an open make sure we get the uh the sigh in there um correct add it right after malcolm going can you be quiet please (sighs) all right all right God, the disdain in your all right is. Yeah, let me hear that one more time, Shirley. <sighs> all right. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to hear like now. Obviously, that's out of context. I'd love to hear like what led into it, like what I was saying. All right about. You asked he, him where he where lives. he's living, where okay, he's located. Okay. I was just trying to. We've get given the full context. Yeah, okay. And he said like Winston Salem. Yes, or and you said, and then I went. <sighs> all right. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I was. <laughs> Literally, it yeah. totally in right. context. He said Winston Salem. Yeah, that was yeah. it. And then uh, Tyler said, uh, "I'm and then sorry." I I made the point that I said I vetted him before we went on the air. Yeah. True. All right. Uh, real quick. Look, every now and then I get one wrong. It happens. We're all human. We make mm-hmm. mistakes. And is this an apology clip? Uh, perhaps, because Troy, uh, a moment ago, you said that uh, we were talking about ECU UCF twenty fourteen. I said that that game had no stakes. East Carolina right. could not play for a conference championship. So I walk back in, and you say, 
ECU would have. No, 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 no. I said Craig. Nope. You said. I said Craig. You didn't say Craig first. Duchette online said, you all. What did you call him? How do you pronounce his last name? Duchette. Duchette. Yeah. You call him a dude. What did you call him? Duchette. Where did you get the show from? Oh, is it Duchette? Yeah. Oh, my apologies, Craig. Duchette. Wow. That's harsh, man. All right. How about Craig? Craig D calling in or uh, weighing in on Facebook said, you all made me feel stupid for a second. If we beat UCF, we would have won the AAC conference championship. And then yeah. I said, a clip, is that right? I was like, Did, you what didn't it say it that way. It wasn't a conference championship game, first of all. It was. It would have been. It was the last regular season game. No, y'all. You believe Craig, and then Chandler said, "Yeah, I, th- I think there was something on the line that game." So y'all obviously didn't believe me. We were questioning. And once again, the key word that I said was "think." I didn't like say I knew that's what happened. I, I, right. I can't remember where I knew exactly the scenario, but y'all chose to believe him and not me. So I said, you, you, "You've been wrong before." I so. said, "You know what? We can figure this out pretty easy. We can look up the standings." Mm-hmm. And Craig, maybe I'm not good with numbers or good with math. East Carolina finishes that year in the conference five and three. Let's say they win that game; they go to six and two. So East Carolina at six and two would have played in the conference championship. So which seven and one team would have been out? Would it have been seven and one Memphis or seven and one Cincinnati? Yeah, Craig. Again, not good with yeah. numbers, Don't not good with my math. sports guy here. But what seven and one team is going to be left out for six and two East Carolina yeah. in the conference championship? There's right. local politics, bud. Thank you, uh, Mr. Brock, an apology. Not to pile on, Craig, but I was right before. You were wrong before. I'm right again. You're wrong again. And y'all believe her. Look, y'all can I, say you didn't or not. He made me second guess. And I apologize for not going full throttle Thank you. with you. Your Craig. apology accepted. Yeah. <sighs> Shouldn't have questioned your sports knowledge. I mean, I lived I that crap. I know. Pre-game, post-game, know. here every day. You're my guy. I know. And y'all are questioning me? Yeah. <laughs> you moved my camera. Yeah. Calm down. Screw your camera. There's some things I could question you on. Sure. Stock tips may not be an expert on. I don't know on. what the hell that's about. Current events, who knows what the I hell's ain't going following on in the world. That. But when it comes to past history of football games, especially the ECU Pirates, you're my guy. Well, if I wasn't... Don't question him, Craig, and don't make me question him. If I didn't know this and I wasn't your guy, you should probably fire me. It's pretty much my job to know that stuff. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You're the you're, you're like the doctor there. You that's your role. I do my job. Yeah, Doctor Brock. Mike P says that year the loss at Cincinnati blew the championship game hopes. There you go. That was what the previous week. White helmets Thursday night. Oh God. That and that went right down to the white wire. helmets. Talk about a sigh. <sighs> All right. You just did. It. That, was, that sounded just like it. Yeah. Thanks. So much in stereo. The rumble. You have to have the, the rumble in the side. White helmets will set me off every time. Wait, now Craig is sending me a link. UCF beats ECU on a 51-yard Hail Mary. Clinch's share of AAC title. Yeah, because they won for their them. seventh game. For them, not for us. We would Maybe he means we would have knocked them off from being in the um, conference championship game. I can only go by we, what he so, says. So spo- maybe, Craig, I'm not speaking for you, but I, maybe he means we could have played the role of spoiler on UCF. He said, if we beat UCF, we would have won the AAC Conference Championship. No, that's not true! Read the link you just sent me. Where does it say that? The very first line, it says, if East Carolina beat Central Florida on Thursday night, it would win the American Athletic Conference Championship. 
possible. No. I'm just telling you what it says. This is from Sporting News. Hmm. I I, I don't know. The math doesn't add up. Yeah. Some guy named Troy wrote it. There's no way it's true. <laughs> it is written by a guy named Troy. How do you figure out this math? I it, know what I know. This was written. Uh, now, this is weird. Look at the date on this. 4-12-2014. Yeah, it would be the 4th of December. Oh, you're right. <laughs> God. No wonder. I'm surrounded by idiots. I can't do this, man. I was like, you're this was April 12th? What the hell? Later in the article, the UCF win means the Knights will clinch a share of the AAC championship with Memphis and possibly Cincinnati. You know why? Because they all had seven wins. Yeah. I we think had five. If we'd have won one more, we'd have had six. I think this article's wrong. <sighs> Don't you? Yes! Yeah. All right. No reason to yell. I know. Yeah, pipe it down. Yeah. We're not talking about the Redskins losing here. Let's, uh... Great. Now this link is like... I can't... Okay, there. I couldn't get it off. That was giving me some... Craig gave us a virus now. (laughs) Way to go, Craig. That's what I thought. (laughs) You douche it. Oh, man. I have not said that. Chandler and Troy have said that. I did not say it in a derogatory way. I thought that was his last name. Chandler said it as a... As a joke. As an insult. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was funny. Although I could see us using that off the air, I like, each other from now on. <laughs> I like Craig. From now on, uh, what is that? Craig said, "I'm banning myself." Craig, said, no. that's what I read. If I'm wrong, my bad. That's what the article says. Do you believe everything you see online, Craig? I mean, my God, how much misinformation is there? Out but there? in his defense, here, I'm. Oh, keep... now you're defending your buddy Craig. Well, he's totally wrong. He's been wrong three times now, but. There's an article by some guy yeah. named Troy from the Sporting News that says if East Carolina beats Central Florida on Thursday night, it would win the American Athletic Conference Championship. And that's bad English, too. It would win? How about Actually, they would win? Actually, that's how you're supposed to say oh, really? it. It doesn't sound right, and mm. I don't say it that way either. But I'm with you there. I have to consult my eighth grade English teacher who was a stickler for this stuff. No, that is... I don't say it that way, though, because it, it doesn't sound right. It would, yeah, it doesn't sound right. Yeah. It would win. It talking about, so, like, the school, the, the university. university. Yeah. Okay. I'd say they would win talking about the team. But um, that is factually incorrect. So, Craig, Troy, not you, Troy, the can, other Troy. Can we have this Troy on the show and, <laughs> and, just, and just break him? Right. <laughs> you were Hey, Troy M., that article you wrote in, uh, what's the fourth month? <laughs> April 12th? <laughs> 2014. 2014? Yeah. This guy can't even write his dates right. I How mean, this, who does that? I mean, think about uh, it. You Europeans. Do, yeah, they he's write probably the from, dates uh, from. I mean, what like a dumbass. That. You do month, day, year. You're a dumbass. <laughs> Just, <laughs> what was it? Steve Hill says uh, if you're still out of town, Craig, stop commenting. Add in the side. Where are you yeah. talking from, Craig? We no longer want you to call or comment <laughs> if you're out of town. If you could just silently yeah. watch along. Like, yeah. yeah. You're going to have to live in the 252 if you want to call and comment on this program. I'm putting my foot down. <laughs> All right. We got to make somebody a winner. You know, it would be awesome if it was Craig. <laughs> 
All right, Craig. You got your chance. Open up the Pirate Radio treasure chest. It's the 252 treasure chest. If you're in the 252... I don't know, man. 919... If you can pick it up, it doesn't matter where you're from. If you can pick it up. We're not going to limit this to 252. Well, aren't you so giving? You know what? Your rules. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You, you go got to get here. Okay. If you can get here, you can, it can be yours within this week. That's right. Yeah. 317-1250. Caller 12. 317-1250. We will take a break. We'll have our winner on the line. Troy will talk to him in a derogatory way. Or her. <laughs> or her. Don't be so chauvinist. It could be a female. You will uh, talk down to females as well? Yes. <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> Equal opportunity. On Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show Welcome back. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? We'll keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Thanks, Shirley. Chandler Honeycutt here. Troy D to my left. You know what out-of-towners should do? They should hit that like on Facebook, they should smash that like on YouTube. Give yes. us some likes. All right. Yes, that's something they can do. Don't call in to win, but give us the likes. And subscribe. And the sub. Yeah. All right, back with you. Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. We're going to open up the treasure chest once again in hour three of today's show, so stay tuned for that. Uh, but right now, we opened it up, and we have our winner on the Pit Electric Live line. He is Daryl Lambert, who is our big winner today. Hello, Daryl. Uh, good afternoon. Daryl, congratulations, man. Thank you, sir. Where are you calling us from? Uh, Greenville. All right. A local listener. <laughs> Let's awesome. go. How about that? <laughs> no, that's great, Daryl. Uh, what does Daryl Lambert do during the day? Uh, I work at the uh, hospital. I'm, my title is safety officer, but I do a lot of things, life safety, OSHA, uh, all kinds of stuff like that. Well, that sounds like a very rewarding work. Yeah. The safety officer at a hospital, probably keeping you busy, huh? Uh, yes, sir. Follow-up question, what does Daryl Lambert do at night? Uh, charity Uber. <laughs> Take my kids everywhere. Ah, oh, there you go. Thought you were going to say sleep. Um, He didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> Daryl, have you won? Is, are you a first-time winner in the treasure chest here? Yes, sir. All right. All right. Welcome, welcome aboard. How long have you been uh, plugged into Pirate Radio? Just curious. Um, since the beginning, I've, I've got I've gotten through one other time in the treasure chest over the years, and wow, this is the first time winning. So you've been with us for twenty years now. Oh yeah, man. Thank you very much. That is uh, incredible loyalty by you as a listener, and we we appreciate that. That's pretty awesome. Thank you, sir. I, I appreciate what you do. I like the content. So. Daryl, are you are you more of a fan of the the information, the entertainment? Like, what about pirate radio do you enjoy the most? Uh, 
local the local sports stuff. Um, that's kind of my favorite. Good. I graduated from ECU. I've always been a big pirate, so keeping you up to date on the pirates and stuff awesome. like that. Yeah, good to hear. What any big plans for Christmas, Daryl? No. A lot of times, hospitals, uh, that thing never closes from what I see. You might have to be working this weekend. Uh, I'm not have to, I don't have to work on Christmas Day, but uh, yeah, we're going to be busy. Yeah, it's like a casino. It's always going. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Much rather be at a casino than a hospital. Yeah. Gotta say. <laughs> True. <laughs> All right. Some um, people lose money. Other people lose other things. <laughs> moving on. Shirley, your question for Daryl. Daryl, in your opinion, what is the scariest animal? Hmm. Uh, scariest animal? Probably a crocodile. <laughs> All right. yeah. A crocodile. Good answer. All right, Chandler, go ahead. If a local restaurant was to make a burger after Daryl Lambert, call it the Daryl. They're calling it the Daryl. Yeah. What's on that hmm. burger? Good question, Chandler. Uh, fresh jalapenos in the ground beef and uh, probably just bacon and cheddar mm-hmm. a, little, a little spicy mm-hmm. Darryl, bacon and cheddar Daryl likes the spicy <laughs> Daryl uh, what you said you had some kids at home yes sir what, what age is just curious uh, well I have a 20 year old who is not living at home but he's still in Greenville and I have a uh, 17 year old and a 14 year old all right so almost out of the house getting there boys yeah all right that's cool are they uh pirate fans too oh yeah all right maybe one of these prizes uh be something that they would like that might be mine (laughs) you want to keep this for yourself probably dad dad needs something we're down to eight prizes clip why don't we run down what's left in the treasure chest all right all right i'll start uh daryl you listening yes sir all right we got a 150 dollars gift card to bostick sug furniture still in play 12 pizzas from papa john's got a hundred dollar gift card from our friends at familia hundred dollar gift card and gift basket from beauty bar medispa uh yep and i got a hundred dollars cash and a t-shirt from our friends at sparky snowballs yep and a fan gift basket from ube you're correct and a 30 minute stretch assessment and one hour massage from the good folks at bodies and balance troy you couldn't be more right and the buck gift basket hundred dollars cash 25 dollars gift card to the beach tavern two tickets to the new year's eve party t-shirts and an aaron donald la rams jersey you nailed that clip rock all right those are the final hey, good work nice yeah team well done uh those are the that's the elite eight that's left <laughs> daryl if you could pick which you can't we'll pick randomly but if you had a wish what would that wish be mm. they all sound pretty good uh i think i'd go with the book gift basket there oh yeah that's nice hundred dollars cash plus the other one yeah that's a good play right there all right uh you didn't get to ask a question clip so before we do this go ahead and ask your question Ah oh, man daryl daryl lambert out of greenville north carolina the safety officer for the hospital, our winner today. But good news, there'll be another winner, too, if you are not Daryl. Daryl, uh, 
whether it be high school, middle school, uh, little league, what, what's your all-time best sporting achievement on the on the field? Mine or experience? Yours, as in like playing. Like, did you hit a like the game-winning home run when you were ten or something? Yeah, probably something like that. I don't remember much about that. I uh, mostly with kids. Uh, I guess my my two my biggest fan is uh when my uh, 17 year was on the uh, 2017 uh little league team that went to the world series in, in uh, williamsport so, oh wow what's his name uh luke luke lambert yeah okay we've awesome got, we've got him up in our um hallway here we have him hall, memorialized hall of fame yeah. actually <laughs> when you come pick up your prize daryl you can see your son on our wall cool did you make that trip to uh williamsport uh, yes, sir. How was that experience? Uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Did I ever tell you about our Williamsport trip with yeah. uh, Coach Rick Smith? A couple times. A couple times. We yeah, heard what, a, what a fun journey that was. Yep. <laughs> All right. Let's open her up. Daryl, you want to hear about it? <laughs> Daryl, you there? Yep. <laughs> Do you want to hear about my Shirley, Williamsport hit the story side. with hit the side. Rick Smith and company? Uh. <sighs> Right. A time or two. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you're. He's been listener. listening That's long right. enough. Thank, hey, no. thank you, Daryl. You've heard all my stories by now, haven't you? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna have to start coming up with some new stories. For I'll you give you Troy's asses. cell phone number, and you can just call him direct. Well, gonna, all right, Daryl. I got. I'm pulling out a prize from the treasure chest. I've got one right here. Here we go. All right, this is it. Um. All right, this is a pretty darn good one too. This was this this would have been on my list. How about Daryl Lampert? You are the proud new owner. Lampert. Of, of a, what did I say? Lampert. 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 Who put he the said P Lampert. There? Lampert. Bert. Right? Yep. Lampert. Did I get it right? Yep. Yes, sir. All right. Let me do this over. Daryl Lampert. You are the proud new owner of $100 cash money. And a custom T-shirt from Sparky Snowballs. Nice, thank you, man. Straight and I've seen cash. that. We got that locked up. It is literally, I believe, cash, like straight cash, not like we write you a check and then you go cash it. That's sometimes state stations will do that too. This is straight. This cash. looks like straight cash to me. All ones and a few two-dollar <laughs> bills <laughs> and a few uh, quarters, dimes, and nickels. All right, uh, straight coin. <laughs> Daryl, we'll be in touch with you on how you can uh, redeem this. And, and thank goodness you're in Greenville here, so it should be a pretty easy way to do it before okay. we close up shop on uh, Thursday. Okay. All right. Hey, thank you for listening, man. Really appreciate uh, your loyalty over the past 20 years. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Awesome That's to talk nice. with you today. Daryl Lambert. Just Darryl. meet us in the back parking lot, and we'll give you your cash and look real shady while we're doing it. That'll be fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. I'm glad, uh, I'm, I love when a new listener, not a new listener, a new winner yeah. gets through. Sorry, Chad Moore, uh, but don't give up. We're going to have another winner later on in the show. Chandler, you want to read Chad's uh, And, and we do have a developing story with the plot line earlier today where uh, Ch uh, Craig was accusing Cliff of being wrong. Um, Chandler, do you want to do the honors and read Craig's res response on Facebook? Ch you read Chad's uh, poem. You read Craig's response. Okay, right, I'll read Craig. Go. All right. All right, Chad Moore, once again, is a loser, but he has a poem, and it says this. 
Well, to the people who think I'm just going to lose, right now my ego has a bruise. So right now you people are right, but I'm not going down without a fight. Well done. That is Chad I got to say, this losing has brought out the best in Chad in his writing ability. Saw Chad today. He came in and picked his prize. He actually won a prize last night. Yeah, there you picked go. Picked up a, a prize that he won last night. and uh, like a con- consolation prize. Compliment, sweet pirate radio head. Complimented yeah. him on his poems, and I said, keep bringing them on. I also said, I said this last week, but if and I'm going to say when he wins in the treasure chest to give him a little confidence boost, his that poem after he wins has got to be his best one. Yeah. All right, so we have a development with the whole Craig versus Clip situation, which um, I don't have time to recap it all. But basically, Clip, you stood your ground and you said losing to UCF on the Hail Mary when we took the new victory for the victory formation did not cost us a conference championship. Uh, Craig said it did. Linked to an article that said it did. Y'all believe Craig? We did not. We just questioned you and make sure you had your information right. Uh, Craig Duchette now saying, <laughs> "All right, had my storyline wrong. We had a chance to stop UCF from getting a share of the conference championship. I will sit here eating my humble pie, saying my name wrong in shame." Now he is so calling that's, himself. Which is, I said, maybe he got confused. Maybe he meant it, we could derail UCF from winning which is, in fact, what happened. I don't want to speculate. That is two totally different things. Craig really thought we had a chance. He did. You're right. You're right. But now, I think that is what actually was the situation. I think we could have messed UCF's chances up if we had won. That is factually correct. But, Clip, you were were correct, and there was no chance for us to win a conference championship. Yep. We should have wrapped this up 45 minutes ago, but we're still on it because people don't believe me. (laughs) Non-believers. We believe you, Clip. Now you do. I believe in Clip. All right, Troy, we'll see you Thursday. Be our final show of the year, Clip, live show. God, it'll be special. Very. Always get choked up, final show of the year. Yeah, we'll get through it together. Yeah. Like we always do. Thank you, pal. Hey, you got it. I'll be strong. This is a fast hour. You always say that when you get to leave. How fast was that three hours you did last week? Uh, A little bit longer than the first hour. (laughs) A little longer than one, yeah. Chad, Chad Moore weighing in. How does Troy D drag a five-minute segment into a 30-minute segment? It's just an art form at this point, he says. I mean, he's been doing it for years, and I will say this. I have now, I'm not at your level, I never will be, but I have started to learn how to do that, Troy. Yeah, kids, don't try it at home. I'm getting better at it. We are professionals. Yeah, it's taken me a while. Yeah, but but thank you, Chad. Appreciate it. And good luck to you in the next couple hours to be a winner. When we return, Double B, Brian Bailey joins us on the other side. How about him, Cowboys? We'll talk about that (laughs) and more after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Greenville Utilities Neighbor to Neighbor program provides help for those who need temporary assistance with their utility costs and you can make a difference. Your tax deductible donation can be added to your GUC bill each month or you can make a one-time donation and GUC will match all donations up to $20,000 each year. Consider helping a neighbor with GUC's Neighbor to Neighbor program. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Hour two of Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt here and joining us on the Pit Electric Live line is WNCT Channel 9 Sports Director, host of the Brian Bailey Show. Double B, Brian Bailey joining us on this Monday. What's up, BB? What's up? Happy Christmas week. Merry Christmas week, whatever you say. Thank you. Well said. Appreciate that. Same to you. Uh, Bailey, it was a uh, loser Monday for everybody here. Troy D's Bears, uh, they always lose, but they lost. Shirley's Dolphins lost the thriller to the Bills. Chandler's Panthers lost to the Steelers. My Commanders lost to the Refs and the Giants last night. And your Cowboys lost to Zay Jones and the Jaguars. Three touchdowns from Zay on Sunday. A wild one there uh, in Jacksonville yesterday. Yeah, and I just was working on a soundbite with uh, the Jaguars had uh, media availability today for the players, and so I got a hold of uh, Zay talking about it. And the first question the reporters asked him, they said, hey, how'd your dad take you know those three touchdowns against his former team? And Zay said, well, he was pretty excited about it. Actually, he was ecstatic that I had such a good game. And he goes, he goes but uh, Pops was a little tipsy, but it was fun. It was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Tipsy Robert uh, celebrating his son and uh, watching him beat the team that he won uh, Super Bowls with there in Dallas. Looking at the uh, standings right now, uh, BB, of course, uh, Philadelphia, they they survive uh, yesterday. They're 13-1 and now and uh, looking in really good shape to obviously uh, be that team uh, with the bye and, and host throughout. Minnesota second in the standings at 11-3. and The Niners would win the West. They, I think they clinched the West. Uh, 10 and 4 and then the Bucks at 6 and 8 looking to host a playoff game and that team would be Dallas it's pretty much locked in at this point Bailey I know things can happen but it looks like Dallas at Tampa will be the wild card matchup for you guys well you know but you look at it the Panthers still if they went out they will win that division I guess I should say Dallas at the South champion is almost locked in right yeah right for sure because because Tampa leads it by a game and everybody else is a game back. And I don't know what the scenarios are for the rest, you know, the other three, the other five and nines or whatever, but I know the Panthers, if they can win out, then they would host the Cowboys. But, uh, which, you know, we're used to saying the NFC least, but now it's the NFC beast for the East. And that South is really, really struggling. Tampa Bay, look, they got off to a great start. and They looked awful after that. If the playoffs started today, all East teams would be in. Things could definitely change there because Washington has a date with the Red Hot Niners next week and then finish the year with Cleveland and Dallas, and we'll see what happens with New York. Uh, Seattle has, um, you know, they've trended down here the second half of the season. The Lions trending way up. They are 7-7 seven and seven now. They beat the Commanders and the Giants, so... If there's a tiebreaker situation there, the Lions would have it over the Giants and Commanders. So still a lot to uh, look out for these last three weeks. And the Lions have been the story of the second half of the season. I mean, they they've really played good football, and yeah, I don't you know we look at it, and then you, you look at at the possible matchups. But you know Detroit at Minnesota. You think the Vikings would look forward to that matchup the way the Lions are playing? 
I mean, that would be that would be a tough first rounder. I think the Eagles obviously have that big lead, so they're going to have that first round bye. But you know, once you get in the playoffs, it's all about matchups and, and who's hot. And, but you just got to get there first. Yeah, and and obviously, I've been looking at potential matchups with the Commanders being uh, right there in the hunt and the thick of things. And you know, Minnesota's eleven and three. Uh, do you fear Kirk Cousins in Minnesota in the playoffs? They were down 33 nothing to the Colts the other day. Now, they came back and won, but they're certainly not unbeatable. I love the Niners team, but they're playing with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Uh, I mean, is it a foregone conclusion that he wins a playoff game? I don't think so. So, I guess what I – and Dallas is going to be favored over whoever they play in the first round. So, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that these hosts are just going to steamroll their way to face Philly uh, at the end of the NFC, at the, the NFC Championship. I think everybody's got a shot, even though I don't think the Giants or Commanders are that good. I guess what I'm saying is I don't think the Vikings and, and Niners are unbeatable. I think you're right. And, and I, I don't think, you know, I think they're all beatable. But in watching, you know, the NFC East games, and they're all so close, and they're all, you know, just battles. And, you know, I, I really like you know, they could go on the road. You know, Dallas could go on the road and get a win. So could the Commanders. So could the Giants. I mean, it could really be an NFC East playoffs. Could you, could you see that at the Final Four in the NFC with a with four NFC East teams? That'd be something. The way it should be, right, Bay? That's throwing it back old school. That's probably even before I really started watching football. Yeah. That'd be fun. The good old days. All right, BB, uh, Brian Bailey joining us. Birmingham Bowl coming up next Tuesday, Bailey. And uh, we talked about this earlier. It's, uh, we've heard from Coach Houston after practices. We had Holt Naylor's on. We, of course, talked to Jeff Charles quite a bit, Kevin Monroe from that side of things, and also visited with the Coastal uh, play-by-play voice Joe Cashin last week. But it does seem like it's been a little quiet on the Eastern front, so to speak, when it comes to this bowl game. Not a, just not a ton going on right now, you know? Yeah, and I think that's a byproduct of what they've got going on over there. I mean, I, I just think that they've got so much going on with recruiting and with the National Signing Day set for Wednesday. Yeah. And, you know, they've just been bogged down and just don't have any time for, for anything like that, which I, mean, I, think, I think it's a little bit of a mistake because I think this is a chance to – to really, you know, build your program up as far as the publicity goes. I mean, you want people to, to be thinking about pirate football, whether or not they can go to the bowl game. You know, they you want them to buy tickets next fall, and I think this is a good you know opportunity because you know when you're playing a bowl game, you know you're you're in the mix, you're in the middle of things. So I think that that perhaps they've lost a little bit of an opportunity for that, but I think it's just because they've been so busy. I mean, I think I told you last week, we talked to Coach Houston last week for the coaches show, and, and he just absolutely looked like, man, I don't think he slept in three or four days. He just looked like, like man, this is you wouldn't believe how busy we are. I've never seen it like this. No, that is a good point, and you've got uh, Coach Houston speaking on Wednesday, but, I mean, that's a, that's a huge day with – uh you know signing a class bringing in those guys a, a great chat with sammy batten uh earlier and you kind of wrapped it up with so how do you think the pirates did or, or are going to do on this signing day and, and sammy said the work isn't done kind of speaks to what you were saying there that they're gonna still look to maybe flip a couple guys but certainly hit the transfer portal as well yeah, and I think that that's that's the new you know new age of recruiting is a transfer portal. And Sammy went into detail about it, but you know these coaches now instead of trying to take a chance on a high school kid and, and hope you can get him bulked up and hope you can get this and hope you can do that, 
you can go to the transfer portal and pick somebody out that, that's already done all that. Somebody else has paid for this kid to do all that, and then you bring him to your your place and you take advantage of, of, of the situation. But I, I think that's what we're seeing now. And it's a shame for, you know, a lot of, you know, we used to always think about, you know, the JUCOs. You know, some schools would take a lot of JUCOs and some schools wouldn't take many. But, but now it's, you know, the JUCOs are kind of getting overlooked now because there's so many people playing Division One that – are unhappy and trying to move on. So it's it's a it's it's the wild west out there. Brian Bailey joining us. We'll circle back to football uh, in a moment, and uh, we'll go forty bowls in fourteen days. I actually, have a special song uh, for Bailey that I put together Hi. today. We'll hear that in a moment. Uh, this went under the radar, Bailey, but one of the uh, the best slates of college basketball I can remember. Uh, here in the non-conference on Saturday. That included uh, the Wahoos, Virginia, losing to Houston. Impressive win by Kelvin Sampson's guys on the road in Charlottesville um, as they knock off Virginia 69-61. to Jaden Gardner had 13 points in the loss for Virginia. There was a ton of top 25 great teams playing, and that's uh, a good win for an American team there on Saturday. Yeah, I watched that game, and, and really, Houston just – they've got a couple of – really nice players and and they really played well in that game that's a tough place to, to win at uh, Jaden's off to a really good start in his final year now at Virginia the Cavaliers have a really good team I don't know if they were you know the second best team in the country but they've got a team that you know that should be a, a two or three seed at the least I would think when you come uh, talk about March Madness but but they're and they're very good but Houston just Houston looked like a team that could be, you know, in the Final Four. and they, they, they played that part on Saturday. Brian Bailey joining us. Boy, quick note here. Uh, Tom Pelissaro just put out a moment ago. He's with the NFL Network. Jalen Hurts' status is in doubt for Saturday's game against Dallas because of a sprained throwing shoulder suffered in the third quarter against the Bears. The injury is not considered long-term but uh, could keep him out. That's uh, big news uh, ahead of a uh, a big game against the Cowboys on Sunday or Saturday. And it could it could have been a really could have been a really big game. Yep. Saturday, and the Cowboys done their part because all the Eagles have to do. I mean, the Cowboys for the Cowboys to get the number one seed now, they have to beat the Eagles, win out. The Eagles have to lose out. Yeah. I think Minnesota, I think, has to lose one. I think San Francisco has to lose one. So it's it's kind of a moot point as far as that goes, but. Uh, you know, Jalen Hurst, he's, he's an, having an MVP-type season. Definitely. So. Uh, Bailey, uh, uh, some people who don't follow it close, and heck, even people that do follow it close, probably scratched their eyes and took a double take at the ECU-South Carolina score. I, I did say going into it that it was a winnable game, and mostly because of South Carolina's record, what they have done this year. Not a not a great basketball team. Uh, they're 5-5 five and five now after the loss. But, man, impressive performance to be up – uh, what, 19 at the half, go up by 21 in the second half. We knew South Carolina would make a run. The closest they got was seven. That is a huge win. That's a great win for Mike Schwartz and his team on Saturday. Yeah, it, w- it really was. And it started off, I mean, I-, I was trying to run around and do some things and get back to the house to watch. And the first thing I, I came across, my my score app, uh, it came on my my uh, watch and it said, he's kind of 12 South Carolina, nothing. I was like, what in the world <laughs> yeah. is going on? I went back and looked at the highlights after that, and they got off to a great start, and, and they were the better basketball team throughout. And I think that, you know, we, we did Coach Schwartz's show, I guess a week and a half, two weeks ago, after a couple of losses, and he vowed after we finished, he said, I'm telling you, you know, pretty soon we're going to start doing these shows and talk about wins, I'm telling you. And I, hmm. I thought, I'm right there with you, Coach, <laughs> because when we talk about wins, it's a whole lot easier to do. 
Carolina. I tell you what, if, and it is an if, there are no gimmies with ECU basketball. We've already seen that this year. But if they beat High Point, nine and four is a pretty good mark in, uh, in, in you know, preseason, uh, non conference play for uh, year one of Mike Schwartz and these new pieces here. And evidently, uh, High Point. Uh, was down big against Wilmington and came back. And uh, my buddy Ken Watlington, who uh, loves his Seahawks, he watched it and he said he thought High Point was pretty good. So that would be a good win for East Carolina. Yeah, should be a good one coming up by 6 o'clock start time and Minji's on Wednesday. Looking forward to being there. And um, we'll talk to Michael Perry about that coming up at 5 o'clock. He was on the call with Jeff Charles on a Saturday. All right, uh, BB, let's go 40 bowls in 14 days and – I know Bailey uh, gets annoyed by the song and all that, so I decided to make Bailey a special song uh, to open it up. Here we go, Shirley. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, oh my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days. Forty bulls in fourteen 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 days. Bowls in 14 days. Oh, yeah. All right. A little Boston Bowl action for you, Bailey. Man, you wrecked it. Hit your ride. Go ahead to the other side. You'll never hear that song the same. No, I won't. You're right. <laughs> You'll hear it live in concert and start booing, and people will wonder why. Oh. A beautiful song by uh, Bailey's favorite all-time band, right? Boston, are they your favorite? Yes, they are. How many times have you seen Boston, Bailey? I saw them as a teenager in 78. Man, I bet you were fired up for that one. I was fired up for that one. That was, that was in their prime. Now, I saw them with uh, Slim, Steve Bollinger. We went to Raleigh and saw them, and I saw them with my brother in Virginia Beach about four years ago. So I know I say this, and Brian Medor does too, and it bugs you that – they all songs kind of all sound alike, but the good news is they're all good songs, Bailey. That's right. <laughs> I'm sitting sitting there and just tears streaming down my cheeks while I'm listening to it. So awesome. <laughs> there you go. All right, BB, you got a lot of orange in this one. It is the Orange Bowl. You got two teams in orange, and it'll be on Friday, December 30th uh, on ESPN, Tennessee and Clemson, and it will not be Hendon Hooker versus DJ. It'll be uh, the freshman for Clemson against Tennessee's backup. So this game loses some of its luster with Hendon Hooker being out. What a year he had, uh, but is uh, out with an injury, of course. So Tennessee, Clemson, who you like in this one? I like Tennessee except for the fact that the quarterback's not playing. And that Clemson freshman, man, he looked good against Carolina. So 
I'll go with the Tigers. All right, rolling with the Tigers in that one. Bailey, a great edition of the Brian Bailey Show. We'll play some of the Ruff and McNeil interview from earlier, but uh, great to catch up with Coach Ruff on not-so-great circumstances, talking about uh, some positives, of course, with, with the rallies, what they're doing, and, uh, you know, state, ECU, but uh, the passing of Mike Leach, one of the uh, the topics today. Yeah, and, and really, you know, because Coach Ruff said, I didn't really realize until he said it, that that's the longest uh, – that he, he was ever out of place. I mean, he's, he's had, what do you say, 14 stops, and he was in uh, Texas Tech for 10 years with Coach Leach. And, and and just, you know, when you work with somebody that many days, and, you know, that's a, that's a long, long time. But uh, he shared some some great stories, and it's just a, it was a sad deal for college football. I, I just saw, as a matter of fact, on Facebook or Twitter or something I was looking at, uh, there was a scene from Friday Night Lights where Mike Leach was on, I didn't even know about it, but but it was it was a scene at the gas station, and he was it was it was vintage leech. It was good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, we got uh, John on YouTube said that song is worse than Debbie L. Wow! 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 That's an insult to me. It's an insult to Debbie Out. It's an insult to everyone. Thank you, John, for tuning in. Bailey, thanks for joining us, man. Have yourself. A Merry Little Christmas. Looking forward to talking to you next Tuesday when you're down uh, live in Birmingham. We would love everybody, as they will and do, to listen to the Bud Light pregame tailgate. But if you want a watching option, uh, you guys are doing something at Channel 9, right? Yes, we are. 5.30 to 6. We're going to dedicate that part of the newscast to a pregame show cool. for the uh, bowl game. So we're looking forward to doing that. We'll have live interviews. And uh, Garrett Short, uh, Ken Watlington, and myself will be checking in. We'll actually have two different live elements we have one set up outside the stadium one set up inside the stadium so looking forward to doing that should be fun all right awesome stuff bailey thanks for joining us man and uh, we'll talk to you soon sounds good take care bb brian bailey joining us on the pit electric live line let's take a break we'll come back more to go in hour number two still to come michael perry also opening up the treasure chest another time and we need to open up uh I got a lot of bowl games to do. Mike, Shirley Rhodes, how would you feel about participating? Sure, why not? All right. How do you feel about mayo? You're probably not a fan, are you? Uh, considering I got food poisoning from it years ago and never touched it since, nah. And for that reason, we're giving you the Duke's Mayo Bowl. We'll oh, do that beachy. when we return. Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday after this. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Do you have real estate questions about buying or selling residential or commercial properties? Are you curious about the current real estate market? Or do you need a property manager for rental houses? ECU alum Scott Harris with REMAX and SD Harris Properties can help answer every question you have and show you a stress-free real estate experience that will be memorable and enjoyable. If you have real estate questions, Scott has answers. Call Scott Harris today at 347-1857. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff. Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Monday. Uh, Shirley, uh, 
We mentioned a moment ago that Jalen Hurts' uh, status could be in doubt for this Saturday's game against the Cowboys. Um, one note on that, if I'm able to survive tonight and win my fantasy game, I'll be playing in the semifinals against the team that has Jalen Hurts. Oh, That's interesting to me. What is interesting to us, maybe not all of us, but some of us is uh, you mentioned who the backup is for Philadelphia, and I completely forgot about that. That would be one Gardner Minshew. Minshew mania versus the Cowboys on Sunday. Sign that me up. Will be very interesting. Sign me up for that one. Uh, Hertz, by the way, if you missed it, uh, has an injured throwing shoulder, and his uh, status kind of in question right now. And by the way uh you heard it right saturday so christmas is sunday Mm -hmm. so you're gonna get the whole nfl experience on saturday your red zone and all that will be coming up on saturday there's only one game on sunday so you still have a thursday night or jags at jets which is actually an important game for the uh afc playoff standings were you gonna say something yeah did you say only one game on sunday yes Uh, there's three games on sunday is that true yes three games on sunday here we go doubting clip again questioning questioning clip i have no you're right you're exactly right packers taking on my dolphins i kept seeing an advertisement for um broncos rams on cbs as if that would be the second game if that was the only game shirley you are right and we'll also have triple header games on saturday just like this past weekend you can hear all of that right here on pirate radio so it's a flip-flop from this past weekend where there were three saturday games and the rest on sunday this time there are three sunday games the rest on saturday uh but yeah triple header on sunday packers dolphins broncos rams bucks cardinals not a great slate packers dolphins is decent those other two are straight up christmas trash um i call them stuff to play in the background while you are napping in your chair yeah and we do a big uh kind of gift giving get together on christmas eve so that'll be awesome uh my dad can fire up the red zone and we'll have that in the background hopefully as we are opening gifts and uh spreading christmas joy with one another (laughs) that sounds great sounds great huh you know, we haven't even talked about one of the greatest sporting events all time that happened yesterday. That happened yesterday. Fin- the World, World Cup, Cup final? Yeah. yeah. So, I am really not tuned into it or anything at all. I'm just kind of laying around, and the power goes out. And I look at the GUC map and see that there are like 800 power outages around my area. Uh, so something happened uh, that part of Winterville yesterday. So that was about 30, 45 minutes, no power. It clicked back on, and I was like, yeah, I guess I'll check out the end of this World Cup final because everybody's talking about it on Twitter. And it was awesome. Uh, so many near goals. It came down to penalty kicks, which uh, I hate that it's determined that way, uh, but it is. And Argentina, Messi and Argentina, able to get by Mbappe, who had a hat trick and france um i watched the end it was awesome chandler you watched none of it none none zero zero zilch i was also fascinated because it was supposed to end around noon but it went to extra time and then to penalty kicks 
so there was no like fox nfl on fox I, maybe they put it on fs1 or something but the, you didn't have the howie and terry, terry and all that yeah. and it basically went from argentina hoisting the world cup to kickoff of nfl it was pretty awesome the way it worked out yesterday uh forgot to have troy bring up the uh the goalkeeper man, with the he trophy. was upset about that very upset very disappointed in that in that young man is troy d <laughs> the, the goalkeeper uh sometimes i just think some people get upset over my new he things. tweeted about it twice i don't want to talk about it while he's not here the the hilarious thing is he talked about the lack of maturity yeah <laughs> remind me to bring that up thursday oh I, you've got to we'll see troy again this week when we wrap up right. when we when we wrap up prl for 2022 on thursday we can talk about it with him uh craig says surely don't reference a sporting news article i find them unreliable <laughs> And Donald Juan says he's wait 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 he's saying I shouldn't reference a yes. sporting news. I didn't. When did I reference a sporting news article? You missed the joke. Ah, okay. Yep. Donald Juan on Facebook says listening from London, England. And Craig comments and says, "Whatever you do, do not call in to win a prize." <laughs> Donald, you will get sighed out of this stratosphere <sighs> if you call in to win a prize. We will have a winner like coming that up. That would be a sigh heard across the pond. Uh, yes, quite literally. Mike says Christmas is for the NBA. No, I, no, it's not. I, I, I hear you, but I disagree. The problem is there's 82 games, and whatever happens on Christmas means nothing to anybody. It's just, yeah, not. I mean, because the well, the NBA is just starting their season. So. Well, I mean. Yeah, played about I mean, relatively, games. relatively. Well, first of all, they play like 800 games in the course of a season. So, you know, we only get the NFL for 16 weeks. Here's the Christmas lineup. Sixers at Knicks, Lakers at Mavs, Bucks at Celtics, Grizzlies at Warriors, Suns at Nuggets. So, I mean, yeah, it's an attractive lineup of games, but... I'm well. I'm, I'm just into. not. I'm not in the NBA at all. Oh, I'm totally out this year because the Hornets are the worst team in the Eastern Conference, and I cannot can't get on board with the NBA. The Hornets have taken my love out of it. Jansen says, "Clip in honor of the fantastic World Cup final. What are the three best sporting events of all time? Oh my God, the three best sporting events of all time." Like a specific one or just like an event in general? That's what are the three best sporting events of all time? That you've witnessed? <laughs> I'm just reading. What, what are the three best sporting events of all time? Pipe down. My mom, Damn! My mom said I need anger management. Jesus, <laughs> calm down. How many more times can I repeat what he said? So Super Bowl, World Series. Are we naming like a specific Super Bowl? Bass fishing. You're naming games, man. What the? <laughs> Wait, you thought he just wanted <laughs> us to sit up here and say World Series, Super Bowl, NBA Finals. Go to break. <laughs> That's a sporting event. Asked and answered. That's a sporting event. ECU purple gold pigskin pig out. <laughs> <laughs> ECU fall ball scrimmage bowling. 
I mean, I can think of three that, that stand out to me. Games. Okay, what do you guys really? Uh, the first one would be when the United States women's national team took on France in the semifinals of the 20, the most recent World Cup, because that was a heavyweight fight, and it was a great one. We ended up winning on a, a PK save by Alyssa Nair. That's one. One of mine would be, I guess, the Patriots come back in Super Bowl. Against the Falcons? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Oh, uh, uh, the other one that I'm thinking of is just the ones that stand out to me. The um, I can't think of the pitcher's name. The one whose uh, perfect game got blown by a bad call. Oh, the Tigers? That's the greatest yes. sporting event? God, well, it you're was, a, an Armando Galarraga hater. Galarraga. I forgot. I forgot that was the and best. Jim Joyce I, was. I the, was thinking uh, games that stand out to me. Jim Joyce was the referee, right. and the he best. cried. The best. Armando Galarraga. I would say Hank Aaron breaking the home run record. The be- no, that's a moment. Jansen, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, and I, I'm trying to think of something. Oh, the best. Barton's comeback win, scoring 11 That's points in the example. last 20 seconds <laughs> of the game. Anthony Atkinson going nuts at the end of the Division two, two National, National Championship. championship. Uh, just crazy comeback late in the game. Yep. I can't wait to hear what Chandler says next. No, I'm just thinking, like, what's the difference in that and then the what I just said? That's a that's a sporting moment. No, no, that's a sporting moment. Let's answer his question. Okay. What was the score? Who were the Braves playing? What was the score of that game? The uh, Hank Aaron. I can't the, remember. The bet the best uh, sporting event of all time. You don't remember the game or the score or who they were playing. I mean, do just, you see just, now the just, difference? Just because I don't know doesn't mean it could be the I got my third one. (laughs) You're making me angry right now. I couldn't tell. My third one. Are you doing it on purpose? Maybe. 2007. Crystal Smith. The freshman. freshman. The freshman. Hits the game-winning bucket in overtime to give Farmville Central a state title where yours truly and Clip Brock were present. Chandler, let me give you an example. Akeem Richmond hitting the three in the CIT championship game. That was a great game. I still feel like you're doing moments, but that was a great game. God, no, no, just listen. If I said best ECU moments of all time, like you could say Zay Jones breaking the record, that was not a great game, right? That was a moment. That would be like Hank Aaron's moment. Great games would be like beating North Carolina on Ben Hartman's field goal. Games and moments is two different things. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about games. <sighs> so, Akeem Richmond doesn't count. No, that was a great game. That was the a great Vikings game. comeback win this past weekend. Yeah, I mean, that that was that literally was the insane. biggest comeback of all time. Jansen says the Olympic ice hockey, USA versus USSR. Yes, that was a huge game. Yeah. Huge game. All right, I'm done answering. I'm done. Chandler's is uh, Cal Ripken breaking the uh, record, <laughs> running around the stadium. And a 7-2 to two win over the Royals. Greatest game ever. What about the Cubs beating the Indians? Which which game? The Red Sox, when <laughs> they broke the curse. When they won the World Series and broke the drought of, what, 100 years? Jansen says 2016, ECU versus NC State. 
Is that? That's the Coach Mo, That's Mo. hoisting the uh, crossbow. If I'm game. going ECUNC State, oh, God. Troy's screaming somewhere that we haven't said Peach Bowl yet. Uh, but the Russell Wilson interception, awesome game. Great game. Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to think about this one, Jansen. How about the TJ Lee block punt? Yeah, I mean, we're going game. all ECU now, but those are... But yes. That's a great game, but also a great moment. <laughs> now, it's a hell of a moment. It was a great... Now, it was a great, was, great, it was a great game. Let me finish. In a hell of a moment. The fact you think Hank Aaron's home run is in a great game. Let me look up the score of that game that Chandler loves so much. Go ahead, Charlie. I was just naming off sporting events that happened now i will say this i'm so confused on where the disconnect is here can i finish can i finish can i finish can i finish okay so this was a great game but unfortunately we fell on the losing side of it but it it was a heartbreaker but it was a great game to the absolute finish and that was when ECU's women's basketball team took on NC State in the NIT, and they hosted that game at Minji's mm-hmm. because I was courtside for that game, and uh, I think that was the last NIT, possibly the last NIT appearance we had, and that was when Heather Macy was here. But it was a great game. I mean, it was back and forth. It was loud. It was nuts. And it really came down to like the last, I want to say, 30 seconds of the game. Chandler's greatest game was uh, April 8th, 1974. It was a uh, 7-4 to Braves win over the Dodgers. No runs scored in the last three innings. But, I mean, just it, the tension there. It was. It was the most stressful thing. <laughs> I mean. Oh, Great game. Duke and Kentucky. Leitner. Leitner shot. Uh, Duke and Carolina when Capel hit that yes, half-court yes. shot. That went into double overtime, I think. There was one, if I'm not mistaken, there was one that Jay Williams won where he went coast to coast. Like, Carolina had taken, had tied the game. It was the waning seconds, and he went the length of the floor, and Carolina didn't defend him. They thought he was going to pull up and just wait for overtime, and he went and laid it in and won the game. Brad says Joey Chestnut's first hot dog eating championship has to be near the top, knocking off Kobayashi. Oh, yeah, that was what huge about, at the time. What, uh, right, Mike P, what about this? Game seven, Warriors versus Cavs, top three sporting event. Michael Jordan's game winner against what, Utah? Was it Utah? Oh, against Russell? Yeah. Kind of a moment, but. God, I swear. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I just. I mean, I swear to the good Lord above. Let's get off this topic. I mean, this is ridiculous. I'm so glad this wasn't on the SAT. I probably wouldn't have gotten into East Carolina. Chandler, name uh, on the SAT. Say that was on the SAT. Name three top sporting events of all time oh, i would have not gotten to east no, 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 because your first three answers would have been all questions no it would have been world series <laughs> super bowl bass fishing <laughs> uh christian says how about ecu knocking off memphis last year Sugboat. that that can count was it not a great game yes okay what was wrong with the michael jordan one that was a great game that's fine that was the win that they, that I'm, was the win the championship i'm still focused on hank aaron <laughs> Okay. 
Hammer if we're going to go down the Jordan route, the night he dropped 62. With the flu game? No, that was not the flu game. Right. It, the night he dropped 62, which at that time was very rare. When they lost of. to the Celtics? Yeah. Well, it was 63? He was coming, yeah, he was coming off of an ankle injury. And then he broke some ankles. All right. Good topic, Jansen. Yeah, that was great. Hopefully we did that justice. Man. <laughs> A uh, quick look on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubuck. Dubuck. Hopefully you have Marshall in your pool. They are hammering UConn 28-0, 9.51 left to go in the third quarter. It looks kind of chilly at uh, the Myrtle Beach Bowl today. People in hoodies instead of their swim trunks. Bahama shorts. Yeah. Uh, I got to go. So what does that mean? I gotta go see Lily. I mean, uh, the bathroom's across the hall. I gotta go. Uh, gotta gotta run out. And so that well, means who's, who's going to host the show? Are you coming here, big boy? Am I? Hey, big boy, you coming in here? Yes, sir. The Chandler Honeycut Takeover. He's going to talk about his all-time best games that he's ever seen. Uh, coming up, we'll hear from Michael Perry. Uh, ECU uh, taking down South Carolina in a great game on Saturday. Great moment, too. Uh, Michael Perry will join us to talk about that. I talked to him earlier today. Chandler and Shirley will open up the Pirate Radio treasure chest. We'll also hear part of Ruffin McNeil's conversation with Brian Bailey earlier today on the Brian Bailey Show. I'll see you folks Tuesday, and I look forward to uh, listening to Chandler and Shirley the rest of the way we're back with more pirate radio live here on a monday after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show Welcome back. Uh, be sure to check out David Price Construction for all of your commercial or custom residential renovation and building needs. Run by ECU alumni, David Price Construction specializes in commercial projects, maintenance on facilities, and large-scale residential renovations and additions. David Price Construction, the proud ECU Home Services partner. Call them today at 919-291-5532 or visit them online at davidpriceconstruction.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. For the first time in the history of ever, here's Chandler Honeycutt as your host. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> I am the captain now. You are the captain now. I am the captain now. Oh, I'm terrified. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am hosting this show right now. Who in their right mind had the good idea to do that? Who had the idea of saying, hey, Chandler Honeycutt, you host this show for the final hour? I guess you need to thank Lily. I guess. <laughs> and, yeah, so I'm hosting the final hour. We're wrapping up the second hour of the day show. Got the 5 o'clock uh, hour coming up. We got Michael Perry. Uh, Clip talked to him earlier today. We also have the Buck scoreboard. We'll go over that. Some top 25 action in college basketball. We'll open up the treasure chest. Uh, we had a winner earlier today. Mm-hmm. It was Daryl Lambert. We'll have 
another opportunity for you to be a winner and uh as we opened up the treasure chest in the half hour of the third hour of the show and then we'll also t- uh, uh brian bailey talked to Ruffin mcneil earlier today on the brian bailey show kind of reminiscing on his days under mike leach at texas tech so we'll hear some comments from old coach coach ruff and then we'll wrap up the show so uh yeah got the final hour i'm hosting this is exciting i really don't know how we're gonna wrap up the second hour here i guess i'll chit chat with you for a few hours and then we'll throw it back to our a few hours or a few minutes i should say <laughs> Not a few hours. I was going to say we've been here for a few I hours. Mean, I, mean, I mean, a few minutes. We'll talk yeah, about. Okay. We'll talk for a few minutes. Then we'll throw it back to our awesome sponsors, and then we'll get the five o'clock hour started. Yep. But uh, this is weird. I sat. I've sat here in this chair before, and um, they like cut some, you know, commercials and all that kind of stuff. I've never sat in this chair as the show goes on, but I feel some sort of power. It's a power that I've... It's a feeling I've never had it before in my life. Is this what Clip Brock feels like every single day sitting in this chair? It's intoxicating, isn't I, it? I kind of like it. I feel like I rule the world. I feel like I rule you people out there. I feel like I'm your boss. Yeah, easy like, now. All right. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to... Uh, I kind of went, I, I I like, went too I, far I, there. Yeah, you get I went too far there. All right. We'll go ahead and we'll wrap up the hour here. When we come back, we'll have Michael Perry for you. We'll hear his conversation with Clip Brock and uh, all that and more. We'll also open up the treasure chest, so stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Carolina Caliber has the area's largest selection for outdoor shooting sports and accessories and is one of the top firearm dealers anywhere. They have everything you need for hunting, home defense, and personal protection, including a wide variety for ladies and youth. They will buy, sell, and trade. Carolina Caliber, locally owned and operated since 1960 on Fire Tower Road in Winterville. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Chandler. All right, Shirley Rhodes, thank you very much, and welcome back into the third hour of today's show. Third hour, and in that third hour, we'll have, in just a moment, we'll talk to Michael Perry uh, we'll also go over the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. And uh, we'll also open up the treasure chest. We'll also hear from uh, the Brian Bailey show that was earlier today at 12 o'clock. If you missed it, it'll be uh, archiving at 6 o'clock on our radio dial. Uh, so tune into that. We'll have his conversation with former ECU football coach Ruffick McNeil. And uh, then we'll, uh, we'll close the show. But uh, Pirates with a big win on Saturday over South Carolina at SEC Foe. They got the win at 64 to 56 over the Gamecocks. Uh, earlier today, our very own Clip Brock talked to Michael Perry, color analyst to Jeff Charles on the radio uh, on the radio broadcast for ECU basketball. And this is how the conversation went. Michael Perry, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. All is well. Yes, sir. All is well uh, with the Pirate basketball team too. Coming off a great win on Saturday against South Carolina, uh, Michael Perry and Jeff Charles were on the call and. Coach, uh, man, we haven't seen the Pirates really get out to a, a first-half lead like that uh, in a while, and uh, they were firing on all cylinders there early uh, that first 20 minutes. 
Absolutely. That was as well an offensive showing uh, that we've seen so far from the Pirates this year. And it was impressive to see. And and, uh, and and I think it was all really keyed by R.J. Phelps. I mean, let's call it what it is. He was back home. He's been very streaky. And I was hoping, I'm sure the coaches were hoping as well, that he would be on when he was back home in South Carolina. And he was he was on the good side of that streak. And he was really, he couldn't pick a better time for it to happen for him to be able to do it in front of family and friends. Yeah, I heard him uh, after the game with Jeff Charles after his 21-point performance, and he said he had friends and family there. His cousin, DJ Swearinger, as a uh, Washington football fan, I remember DJ, uh, great safety in the NFL. So uh, it was pretty cool that uh, he had those guys, those uh, people around him to see him have that 21-point performance. Yeah, it was impressive, man. And again, um, particularly when he's shooting the ball well, it really, it really makes his game even more uh, difficult for people to guard because you know obviously he can drive the ball. He plays with a lot of athleticism. He can score it in three different levels. Um, but when he's making the three, man, it's he's uh, pretty special out there on the floor. And he was um, the other night, man, really shooting the ball well, at, a lot of confidence in the first half. As a team, the Pirates nine of twenty-two from deep. R.J. Felton hit three of those. You had a couple from Brandon Johnson and Javon Small. Jaden Walker one for one from behind the line, uh, behind the arc, and uh, Benjamin Baela, who, as you know, coach struggled mightily to put the ball in the basket early in the season. Starting to see him hit a few. The defense is always there. Uh, with Baela, but he hit a three. He had nine points for the Pirates on Saturday. Man, it's really good for him because, I mean, I I know he's a little frustrated offensively, but he's doing the right thing and that he's losing himself in the game and really putting the focus on his defense. His offense is going to come. I mean, you look at his numbers and you say, wow, this guy's shooting 16% from the field, 14% from the three, 57% uh, from the free throw line. was actually lower than that before the last game, but – He's a much better shooter than that. And as time goes on, you're going to see those numbers continually go upward because he shoots the ball too well. It's just a matter of confidence. And now he's actually being hes losing himself in the game. And he's playing minutes. That's the other thing, too, that when you have a chance to be out there on the floor, it does help your confidence. So he's defending. He's losing himself in the game. He's getting out there and just being a basketball player. He's getting a layup or getting an offensive rebound, getting a bucket here and there in transition. And then all of a sudden, okay, this guy starts now to start feeling good about seeing the ball go through the hoop. So then what he does is he starts making shots from the perimeter. Michael Perry joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line. And, Coach, as a great player and and as a coach, you've been around basketball your entire life. You know it is a game of runs. You knew South Carolina would make a run at some point in the second half. And I don't know, how do you explain that, Coach, watching these games where a team just dominates for 20 minutes, then the other team will dominate for the next 10 or 15? We've seen it with ECU on the opposite side with those great comebacks early in the season. But it's just one of those things. Can you, you put your finger on why that happens in basketball every uh, every night I, I mean it's it, it, it's so difficult to see it and, and not just in, in, in basketball as you see it in football I'm a Cowboys fan so unfortunately <laughs> I saw it yesterday when we're up 27-10 I'm thinking this is well, this is going to be a cakewalk <laughs> you saw with the Vikings game also yeah. they stopped the team 33 points so it happens in athletics uh, across the board it was unfortunate uh, you know, with some with some teams, some you, you don't want to be on that on the losing end of that. Uh, but as a coach told me once, you hang around this business long enough, you're gonna be, you're gonna be the receiving end of everything <laughs> that happens in college basketball. So that's certainly 
you, you almost kind of come to expect it. It's very difficult to put two halves together, at least right now, for a lot of teams. Yeah. If you can do it on a consistent basis, you know, then you're doing pretty good. Yeah, and uh, Coach, I, I love your insight on the broadcast. And uh, you said late in the game, I think it was a foul. Uh, East Carolina was just trying to kind of play out the string, celebrate a victory, and there was a late foul. And you said that, that's not something that, that necessarily hurts you in this game, but you said Coach Schwartz is thinking about uh, the next game, the next situation, if it's a tight game. And, you know, all those things kind of come together. I guess in a win, though, that's a good teaching moment, right, that Coach Schwartz, even after a, a good win, has something to uh, talk to his guys about. Yeah, absolutely. I've known some people that said, man, look at Coach Schwartz, the way he looks after a win. <laughs> and he may, he may look disheveled or even angry at times because he's thinking about all the things that need to be corrected, even in the face of win. You don't, you don't take a win uh, for granted. Certainly you're, you're excited and happy about it, but he's looking forward and he's thinking about these are things. There were some things that happened tonight when this game, when the last five minutes of the game, that we've got to correct. Um, to be better prepared for the teams we're going to place coming going forward. In fact, uh, after we lost to ODU, that was one of the things that Coach talked about afterwards, that some of the mistakes that we've been making, even though we won some games, they actually came back to haunt us tonight against ODU. So you know coming down the road that eventually you're going to face teams that you can't have those lapses, you can't have um, those mishaps. You're going to have to be solid and sound um, throughout the entire game. And he wants to be able to build upon that now as we get closer and closer to our conference play. A lot of good numbers on the stat sheet. One that jumps out in a negative, Coach, is the rebounding in South Carolina, out-rebounding East Carolina 35-28. to 28. And you hear a lot that, that rebounding is effort, although, you know, if you're you're outsized out man, it's tough to grab a rebound. So is this a concern once East Carolina enters American play in your eyes, uh, the, the lack of, of maybe size and rebounding for this team? It could be. We'll see going forward. South Carolina um, might be an outlier in some ways because uh, they've got impressive size, and it's kind of who they are. I mean, uh, sometimes those type of teams rebound extremely well because they're kind of built that way. They they recruit those type of guys. I remember when I was at at University of Richmond, I worked there with Dick Tarrant, and he used to talk about how some of the guys at BCU would recruit, that they they were built differently than the kids who were getting they were the type of guys that were going to be better rebounders. Maybe our guys were maybe a little more skilled, but they were a little more athletic and tougher and <clears throat> faster to the ball. So I think it's the way South Carolina was built um, that those guys uh, are really great uh, offensive rebounders. You say sometimes when a team's not a good shooting team that they're a good rebounding team because they know they can't shoot, so they have to go get it off the rim. Yeah. I think we saw a little bit of that with South Carolina. Uh, they're kind of built that way. And then we're going to see teams in our league that you know kind of do both. They're, they're skilled and they can rebound. They're built to get to the glass. So that's why you want to correct those things in terms of your box out, hitting guys early, uh, being the first to make contact. And those are the things that coaches are working on in preparation of you know of the next game and then opponents that we're going to be facing after that. Michael Perry joining us, Pitt Electric Live Line. You can hear Coach Perry and Jeff Charles on the call for each and every ECU basketball game on the Pirate Sports Network. Coach, uh, looking at the record, 8-4 and four overall. Had that one slip up at home against South Carolina State. The Pirates are 5-1 and one in Menjis, 0-2 oh in true road games, but 3-1 and one on neutral sites. And as you know, they've played some pretty good competition uh, in these neutral site games. And I've watched a, a lot of ECU basketball over my 41 years here, Coach. And it has been tough to win away from Menjis, but Mike Schwartz's guys 3-1 and one on a a, a neutral site this year. They've been getting it done uh, away from home. 
Oh, yeah, and some really good wins. I mean, Toledo was a heck of a win. You see in the year that they're having. Uh, even that win over South Carolina, they don't have a great record. They're right around 500, but they've had a pretty couple of good wins. They beat Clemson, and Clemson's a solid team this year. Maybe, I don't, I'm not sure if they're NCAA tournament team. At least right now, you can't really tell. I mean, they just hammered Richmond, you know, in, in, the, in the same event that we played in on Saturday. I think they beat them by about 25. I mean, so Clemson's a legitimate team, and South Carolina beat them. I mean, so they're a pretty good basketball team. We saw it in the second half that that was a really good basketball team. And um, so the wins on the neutral side have been really good. But you are right in that true road games are going to be the test uh, going forward because we're going to play in some hostile environments with great crowds, great uh, environments, and great tradition. So we've got to be prepared for that going forward. And I know that's something the coaches uh, will be addressing as we begin to uh, – to face those type of opponents. You've got one coming up after Christmas at Wichita State, which is a tough place to play. No doubt. Michael Perry joining us. Coach, one more note on the, the South Carolina game. Uh, Gigi Jackson, big-time recruit, blue chipper, had 13 points, hit a, a couple of threes uh, for South Carolina, 5 of 14 from the field, and uh, added five rebounds, had a couple of turnovers. Did I don't know. When you, when you see a guy like that, does he look any different than the other guys on the court? I mean, East Carolina did a good job to, to hold him to 13, but did you, you notice anything from him that uh, you're going to keep an eye on him in the future? He looked drastically different. I had a conversation this morning with one of my buddies who's a a, a diehard Carolina fan, and he was uh, you know heartbroken when the kid decommitted from North Carolina <laughs> to to go to South Carolina. So he was quick to call me about him, and uh, he's as good as advertised. He was as impressive a prospect. I mean, that's an NBA type prospect. One of the guys we're talking about to be lottery picks and first round draft picks, as I've seen in the last couple of years. Very very skilled, better than I expected. Um, can score, again, at, at all different levels. Uh, better perimeter skills than I expected for a kid 6'9", almost 6'10". Um, and the Paris did a great job on him because he's very talented. And, uh, you know, we saw the kid Imani Bates last year at Memphis. Uh, the kid yeah. um, Duran, who actually was a lottery pick. And um, he's right there with those guys. I thought he's a little far, further along offensively in terms of his skill level. Uh, than Imani Bates uh, was last year, but Johnny uh, Doran, um, Doran, the kid at Memphis who was a lottery pick, I mean, he's got that type of uh, look to his game. Uh, he's more skilled than him. They're different positions, but uh, he's terrific, man. He's really a good player, and, and the Pirates did a really good job in containing them. I thought the Pirates did a great job overall defensively against that team, um, particularly in the first half. They... Um, that team was a little disheveled. They looked a little confused and not throwing any any shade at the at the head coach. But uh, the Pirates' um, zone uh, defensive trap at half court really stood that team up and had them looking around trying to figure out what whether they're in zone where they're in man. Um, they kept looking back over to the bench, and you know, as a coach, I mean, it, <laughs> you want that type of confusion going on <laughs> because it stalled this team and time was coming off the clock. <laughs> And it made it very difficult for them to get into any rhythm any, or any type of consistency or flow to their game. And that was a big key to the game. The game was really won in the first half. Michael Perry joining us. Pitt Electric Live Line. Great win for the Pirates on Saturday. Coming up next, High Point, Wednesday night, 6 o'clock in Menjee's. It'll be the last non-conference game for East Carolina. And then they'll welcome in Temple next week. And, Coach, we can revisit this conversation later in the year. But as we head into conference play, have you had a chance to look around the league yet? We obviously know about Houston, but 
Who's uh, who else is at the top? Memphis right now, record wise, at nine and three. UCF eight and three. Cincinnati eight and four. Tulane kind of a surprising six and four, and we'll see if they can turn it on come conference play. But who are uh, some teams in the American you think uh, have a shot to maybe making that large this year? You, Memphis certainly uh, is in position to possibly, as they said, in position to be in position. Uh, they're in position to be in position to maybe get it at large. And uh, a lot of it would, depart, would be determined on the uh, on the conference um, the conference record that uh, that win over Auburn certainly is going to travel well for them uh, into the uh, selection committee uh, later in the season. But they're in position to do that. Uh, UCF has got uh, they got a chance. They got some work to do, but they've got a chance. Uh, they look good. I mean, Cincinnati is solid. I mean, they're right there. A lot's going to be determined on how well they played during the course of the season. I think those are the ones that, that, that are best in position to try to get at, at large. Um, Tulane going into the season, I thought maybe they had a chance, but you know what you do in November and December can pay dividends for you or it can actually hurt you. And I think it probably hurt them in some ways as far as at large. Yeah. Michael Perry joining us. A lot going on, Coach, with hoops. Got the bowl games going on. You mentioned uh, their Cowboys uh, in a spot uh, for a wild card. My commanders took a step back last night, but hopefully they can make the playoffs. And uh, Coach, are you watching any uh, any bowl games at all? Are you following those? I'm not watching many of the bowl games. I'm going to watch when we get to the Final Four playing. Yeah. But I really haven't been watching any of the bowl games. Uh, NFL, and I, I'm more of an authority on that. <laughs> my Cowboys. How about a former Pirate smoking your guys yesterday, Zay Jones? Zay Jones was terrific. Boy, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, my God, I cannot believe uh, this kid is killing us. <laughs> I mean, he made he had a career day against my Cowboys yesterday, man. I know he's a pirate and everything, but I'm like, my God, my son was texting me, and he was all happy for Zay. He know it was in school when Zay was there. Oh, cool. He was excited. And I I, man, I was disappointed, man. I, I was walking around the house looking like Charlie Brown. <laughs> I was in a bad place, man. That was a horrible loss for my, for my Cowboys. There you go. Michael Perry joining us. Well, Coach, uh, something I do with all my guests this time of year, we pick all the bowl games. We're running through all 41, and, and every guest picks a different game. It's 40 bowls in 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days. 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days. Oh my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days. 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days. Forty bowls, fourteen days, forty bowls, fourteen days, forty bowls, fourteen days, forty bowls, fourteen days. And Coach uh, Perry, I'm gonna give you this one. With this is the next on the list. You got the Sun Bowl. This is coming up Friday, December thirtieth. It'll be uh, in El Paso, Texas, two o'clock on CBS. UCLA taking on Pittsburgh. So, what's uh, Michael Perry's official pick for the Sun Bowl? UCLA versus Pittsburgh. Who you got, Coach Perry? I'm going with UCLA in that one. I'm going to go with uh, with the Bruins. I right. think that they're going to. I think they're going to pull that one out. 
got old uh chip kelly former eagles coach there in uh in ucla now all right coach uh high point coming up wednesday night have you taken a look at the panthers at all you know anything about them yet yeah i do and uh i'm real familiar with them obviously the uh the, the former coach I was really good friends with was one of my mentors, uh, Tubby Smith. Oh, yeah. And uh, great guy. Son is coaching the team now, Gigi. And I hope Gigi can hang on and get the actual job. Um, he's the head coach now, but uh, I don't think he's got a long-term contract deal. So he's kind of coaching to put himself in position to get the job on a full-time basis. And I hope that uh, I hope that works out for him. He's done a really good job this year. Uh, they're having a heck of a year. I know they lost yesterday. Um, but a heck of a game, though, at uh, UNC Wilmington. And we know, uh, Paris know firsthand how difficult it is to go there and win. And I think they had a three-point game with uh, UNC Wilmington. So they had a chance yesterday with them. Very difficult uh, environment to go in. But they're having a heck of a year so far. And, um, you know, they, they're going to be a formidable opponent. they got some good players. And uh, they got some experience as well. And, um, you know, they don't hurt themselves. They shoot the ball well. And they got pretty good size and athleticism. It's going to be a challenge for the Pirates. Well, I, uh, I hadn't looked at him yet. I did not know Gigi Smith was coaching. I remember him playing. Uh, he played at Georgia, right, Coach? Yep, I played yep. for his dad for one one year at Georgia. Okay. I think he played maybe two years for his dad, and then he played a year or two for Ron Jerser after his dad went to Kentucky. There you go. All right, uh, so we'll have uh, Tubby's uh, son, Gigi Smith, and Minji's coming up. I, I love uh, looking at the coaches uh, that come in here. We got some real characters in the American with Ron Hunter and – and others, Kelvin Sampson, great coach, but just seeing Juan Dixon uh, on the sidelines the other day, uh, and uh, seeing all these guys roll in, it's a it's a good blast from the past for me as a basketball fan, uh, Coach Perry, to see all these guys roll in. Well, I think the local, uh, I think there are a lot of local people here are going to get an interesting blast from the past because the assistant coach on Gigi's team is Keith Gatlin. Oh wow! Okay, Greenville, yeah, now former Maryland uh, All American, but. Uh, Keith's on that team. He's done a great. He's done a great job there. It was his first uh, college job. He was coaching over there at Greensboro Day, and did a heck of a job on the high school level. Had one of the better um, kind of prep school programs in the country over there. And um, and Tubby hired him when he got the job there a few years back, and he stayed on with Gigi when Gigi took over this year. But uh, it'll be homecoming for him coming back. And Keith's a good guy, um, but it would be a homecoming. But uh, I. The Pirates intend to make it not a very good homecoming for them. Wow, that's awesome! One of the uh, the best basketball players that went to uh, my high school, D.H. Conley. So uh, that'd be great to have uh, Keith Gatlin back here in this neck of the woods. Uh, Coach Perry, always enjoyed the chat with you. Have a great call coming up on uh, Wednesday. Have a Merry Christmas as well, and uh, we'll talk to you. Talk more hoops with you coming up in 2023. Take care. Happy holidays, everybody, and Merry Christmas. All right, that's Michael Perry uh, talking to Clip Brock earlier today. Pirates with a huge win over South Carolina on Saturday. They'll be uh, tipping off at 6 o'clock come Wednesday night as, as they'll take on High Point. The Panthers will be in town. Uh, ECU with another chance to take a win away from an opponent. So uh, let's take a timeout. When we return, we'll go over the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. And we'll also have a chance for you to be a winner when we open up the treasure chest. So all that and a lot more when we return. Stay tuned. We're, we're, we'll be right back right after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. To get the business services that are right for your business today, contact the team of experienced local bankers at First Bank. The team includes bankers you can trust like Ashley Capps, Lee Watson, Bonner Latham, Chris Richards, Josh Hooten, and Heath Nesbitt. First Bank, together with their customers, they're creating a world where individuals and communities thrive. First Bank on Arlington Boulevard in Greenville. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Chandler. All right, Shirley Rose, thank you very much. Welcome back into the show. Already halfway through hour three of today's program. I am Chandler Honeycutt taking over for Clip Brock, who had to step out for a family matter. I believe his daughter is in some sort of Christmas program tonight, so he is going to go and do some father duties, I believe. And uh, as we come back, we will take a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck to start off. Thank you, Shirley. To start off. The Myrtle Beach Ball is going on right now. It is Marshall taking on Jim Moore, Jim Moore Jr.'s UConn Huskies. And they are down two touchdowns right now. They're trying to get within a touchdown with 11.45 left in the fourth quarter. And uh, they had a pass interference, and it seems like they picked it up. And Jim Moore Jr. is upset. 28-14 is that score. The Thundering Herd over the Huskies. And uh, and also taking a look at the Buccaneer Musical scoreboard and top 25 action in college basketball tonight. We have some ACC action going on. We have Duke on the road at Wake Forest. Duke is a seven-point favorite on the road against the De- Demon Deacons. Drake will travel to Mississippi State. Georgetown and UConn, former ECU um, sharpshooter Tristan Newton, and the Huskies will be at home against the Hoyas of Georgetown. UConn number two in the country. Alabama will be hosting Jackson State. Elon will be on the road against number 18, Indiana. Marquette, number 24, Marquette, is at Providence. Northwestern State is on the road at Baylor. Arizona and Montana State, Arizona, is at home. They are, they don't have a line on that, but the Arizona State, or excuse me, Arizona is number five in the country. Virginia, another former Pirate in the, in the ACC, is Jaden Gardner for the Cavaliers in his final year. He is going to be on the road at Miami. And then Montana is on the road at Gonzaga. And then coming up tonight in NFL action, there is a Monday night game, of course, and it is the Rams on the road at the Packers. So I don't know about you, but it's not the sexiest matchup in my in, in my world, but I might tune in for it, especially if the Manning cast is going on. I really enjoy the Manning cast. I really don't care what the matchup is. If uh, Peyton and Eli are doing their Manning cast thing, then I like to tune in because they have some great guests and they uh, are very funny together, the Manning brothers. But, uh, yep, so that is a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. That is weird initiating that, you know, the Buck and, and instead of not saying the Buck. It's not as easy as people think it is because I ha- I struggle with it. Because if I have to say the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, and then I have to say presented by the Buck, and then wait for you. But sometimes I just, I just steamroll right through it and yeah. mess it up. So, yep. So uh, that is a quick look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Uh, I tell you what, it's time. Here's another first for me. 
I am opening up the treasure chest for you. How can you win? Well, first of all, pick up your phone, dial 317-1250, and if you're caller number 12, you are the winner. You must be 21. You must be in the 252. Yeah, you must be in the 252. Do not be out of market. But if you are... Troy will sigh at you. If you are, have some way of getting your prize. I've already said this, but you must be 21. No one in your family... Family! Could could have won before. And uh, make sure you're able to pick up your prize. Uh, You don't want to have to hear that famous sigh from Troy Dreyfus. So 317-1250, caller number 12 is the winner. We'll talk to you, we'll ask you some questions, and we'll find out what you won when we return. We'll be right back, right after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Orthopedic Steve since sports medicine has been caring for Pirate Nation and the student athletes at ECU for more than 35 years and are the official team physicians for ECU. Orthopedics East provides a variety of general and specialized operative and non-operative orthopedic services to meet the needs of the patients in eastern North Carolina. For more information, call 757-2663 or visit orthoeast.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Chandler. All righty. Welcome back into the show, PRL. Third hour. Got about another 20 minutes before we wrap up the show, but first... We've got to find out who our winner is in the treasure chest. We opened up the phone line. We had caller number 12. Who was caller number 12? Uh, Jeff Dover. Jeff Dover. Now, in honor of Troy, I will ask him this. No. Any relation to Ben? Yes, he's my uncle, and he's a proctologist. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we have Jeff Dover as our winner in the treasure chest jeff have you won in the treasure chest before yes this is the fourth time do you remember what you've won in the past i won a lazy boy recliner oh i won the parker's tailgate uh, um 10 person barbecue and i won uh yoga from purple blossom awesome awesome stuff jeff and, uh, Chad's head's exploding right about now. Yeah, Chad Moore, once again, not a winner. He was a winner yesterday as we did our watch-along for the Commanders-Giants game, but once again, not a winner in the treasure chest. But today's winner earlier was Daryl Lambert, and now we have Jeff Dover on the line, on the Pit Electric Live line. And, and Jeff, what do, what do you do for the people that don't know? I work at ECU Health. Oh, okay. Awesome. What do you do there? Um, I'm on the groundskeeping team. Oh, okay, cool. So you're kind of like a, a John Moody. John Moody is on the groundskeeping here on, on ECU's campus, so you're like the John Moody of ECU Health. Right. All right, well, cool deal. Uh, let's see. Uh, Shirley, do you have a question for uh, for Jeff? Yes. Jeff, what is your favorite smell? Hmm. My favorite smell? Yes. I would have to say pine. Okay, what like you, a pine tree? Like a pine tree. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. That's fair. what is your favorite scent? Like, what is your favorite? Um, what's the word? Sense of how? What am I trying to say? Like, touch, feel. Your senses? Yeah. What is your favorite senses? <laughs> if you had to go the rest of your life with just one, what would you want? Oh, okay. I see where you're going. Taste. T- a sense of taste. taste. Okay. Yeah. I lost my taste and my smell when I had COVID a couple years ago, and that was not fun. Yeah. When I contracted. Yeah, I, I, go ahead. I had COVID as well, so I understand. Yeah. When I when I had COVID and I, lo- I lost my sense of smell and I lost my sense of taste, and of the two. I could tell there was a monumental difference. Like, I didn't want to eat because I couldn't taste anything. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's a good weight loss program, but. You know. <laughs> All right, Jeff, I'll ask you the question that I asked Daryl. I kind of like the question that I asked him, but I asked Daryl, I said, if there was a local restaurant here in town that was going to have a burger made after you, say it's called the Dover, what would be on that burger? Um, It would be. Sliced jalapenos. Okay. Daryl also said jalapenos. Um, sliced avocado. Ew. Okay. <laughs> tomato, onion, and a big hunk of cheddar cheese. Wow. Okay. You know, I was fine until you got to the avocado, and then I'm like, yeah, <laughs> nope. All right. Well, fair enough. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Well, let's, uh, Shirley, let's right quick, let's alternate. Let's see what we have left in the treasure chest. I will start off. Uh, Jeff, you have a chance to win a $100, $150 gift card from Bostic Sug Furniture. 12 pizzas from Papa John's. A $100 gift card from Familia. Uh, Don't forget the beauty bar one. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find it. A $100 gift card and gift basket from Beauty Bar Medispa. You also have a chance to win a Pirate Fan gift basket from UBE. A 30-minute stretch assessment and one-hour massage from Bodies in Balance. And then you also have a chance to win the Buck gift basket, $100 cash, $25, $25 gift card to the Beach Tavern, two tickets to the New Year's Eve party, T-shirts, and an L.A. Rams Aaron Darnold jersey. Do we miss one, Shirley? Or is that everything? Uh, I do believe that's everything. All right. Well, that is... Uh, all that we have left in the treasure chest, Jeff, is there anything that tickles your fancy? Um, no, I'm just happy that I've I got through. I'm all right. just content with that. All right. Well, good deal. All right, Shirley. Well, let's see what he uh, what he has won today. All right. Here all right. we go. All right. I am folding it up and. Oh, must be a good one. They're all Jeff good. Dover. You are the proud recipient of a hundred dollars cash money, a twenty-five dollar gift card oh, to wow. the Beach Tavern, two tickets to the New Year's Eve party, T-shirts, and an LA Rams Aaron Donald jersey, courtesy of the Buck. What do you think about? What do you think about that, Jeff? That is fantastic. Thank you so much. Wow. Awesome stuff. So the Buck gift basket is off the board. Jeff won $100 cash, $25 gift card to the Beach Tavern, two tickets to the New Year's Eve party, which, by the way, Cooper Grill will be performing there at the Buck that night. Awesome performer. And uh, you also get T-shirts and an L.A. Rams Aaron Donald jersey. A uh, really good football player going to go down as one of the best of all time, especially at the defensive tackle position. So, uh, congratulations to that awesome prize there, Jeff. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in and participating in this year's treasure chest. And uh, hope you enjoy your gift basket. 
Thank you so much, man. That's that's way cool. Thank you. All right, Jeff Dover, the winner in today's treasure chest. He joins Daryl Lambert, who won earlier, and he, I believe, Daryl won a hundred dollars cash as well. He also got a customized T-shirt from Sparky Snowballs. So uh, handing out cash today, Shirley Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, so that is awesome. I got a little stuff. cash in my pocket, but you can't have it. Yeah, you, you can't have any money. Actually, yeah, I don't have any out. cash. <laughs> I just got a, I, I got, I got a card. You can't have my card. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, here's what we're going to do. Um, we just gave away a treasure chest prize, and now we're going to listen to Brian Bailey's conversation earlier today on his show. If you missed it, it will be archived coming up at six o'clock. But he was able to catch up with former ECU football coach and ECU Hall of Famer Ruffin McNeil and talk about his time under Mike Leach, who passed away last week. And uh, that conversation could be heard, like I said, at 6 o'clock. But you can hear the conversation right now. When you look back at the 10 seasons you spent with Mike Leach, and it was such a, you know, just a, a gut punch to the whole college football world. I only had a chance to meet him once, and that was uh, way back when the Pirates win the bowl game against Texas Tech uh, in the galleryfurniture.com bowl. But you spent 10 years on his staff. You were his right-hand man. I mean, I'm sure you've got stories and stories, but, but how shocking was the whole news for you? Oh, it was. I mean, uh, from the Sunday it happened, uh, you know, I, you know, because we got a lot of the network that was there and and came from from Mike and the Texas Tech staff is really country uh, wide now, nationally wide. And so, you know, that Sunday night when he when everything began to happen, uh, people reached out to me, and, and then I just did some research and started making calls and found out he was in the hospital and what had happened there. And, Man, then the next day, whatever, like everyone else heard, I was in complete shock. And, and you know, when I talk about how Dave has been there in my challenging times. The first person to call let me know was Dave, Coach Dora. He had heard it first. He was on the road and, and speaking. And, and uh, man, it was a gut punch. I guarantee you that. Yeah, it just uh, kind of shook the whole college football world because, uh, you know, and some of the things that have come out since then, some of the funniest things that, you know, the, 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 he was such he was such a pirate. And since you're a pirate, I mean, obviously that, you guys got along that way. But but he, he had he had just some of the greatest quotes and uh, was really just a, 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 an odd bird, wasn't he? Well, you know, I think the, the word BB that fits him a little bit better is that he was unique, but he was original. What you saw was not an act. It was not a game. It was not a uh, a play, you know, acting in a play or something of that sort. That's just how Mike was. That's what I think uh, people that work for him and, and people that met him, when you take, took a step back and realized that's how he is, whether he's talking to reporters or whether he's playing in a major bowl game or whether we were down at Key West on a staff trip, uh, that was Mike. And, uh, I think that word, you know, the unique word and, and, and original word fits him very well. I think so, too. I don't know if you had a chance to see it, but there was a picture that was floating around, uh, and it said in memoriam, and it had coach, and, and in the background was Dave Nickel. And somebody said, if you, know the, if you know the story, you know how touching this picture actually is. And really, it, it grabbed me. And I know if, if you had seen it, it, it was just, it was really breathtaking, the, the picture, because it was an accidental picture, I'm sure. It was just supposed to be a leech, but in the background. And that was, that was really strange. Really, really, kind of, kind of told the story. Well, you know, that, that there's a 
a staff picture, uh, 2002 picture, I think it was, when we call him Super Dave, when Dave was there, uh, Mike, uh, another coach that we coached with, Tom McVay, Dave Brown, the great Michigan Wolverine, uh, player who he coached with us there. A lot of those guys, it was sort of similar, similar happenings, you know, and that's a unique picture, but also, uh, you know, the, the story behind it with, with Dave, Dave knew the offense so well. He helped Lincoln, uh, learn, learn the offense. And that's why when I had a chance to hire him in East Carolina, I did, uh, without hesitation. So that was a unique picture. I'm sure I haven't seen that photo as of yet, BB, but yeah, that was a unique picture. As a matter of fact, we played Mississippi State, uh, a couple of years ago here, I would play them at down in Starksville. Dave and I talked the entire time before we had to go warm up. So about 45 minutes. And then next thing I knew he was going to Southern Cal with Lincoln and, and everything went, went from there. Tough deal. Nick was a great guy too. Yeah. Dave Nickel passing away. Uh, and that was a tragedy as well, but, uh, and he, he was, you know, he was here with us in East Carolina and then he had a chance to go with, uh, Lincoln Riley at the USC. And, uh, but, but that, that picture, I'm, t- I'm sure if you run across it, you'll think about it. You'll say, man, Bailey was right because this thing will grab at your heartstrings. Speaking of Lincoln, I, he came to East Carolina with you. I think Lincoln was what? 12 when he got here. <laughs> I mean, he was, it, it, you, you, you took some comments and people say, Hey, he's too young. He's too young. And I guess, Rough knew best, didn't he? Well, you know, I, I, I guess you know what I, and everything. Everybody's got something they're pretty good, pretty good at. You know, BB. Yeah. I think what, one of my things I, I'm able to judge people and watch and observe, uh, like I do now here. But uh, I had watched Lincoln come from uh, a student assistant. You've heard the story to a graduate assistant. I mean, student assistants make a million zeros. Times a million zero, yeah. as much money they make, you know, and then graduate assistant, then full time, and then everything started happening pretty just uniquely. But you know, I did get a lot of questions about his age, and I said, "I'm old enough for all of us, so don't worry about that. You'll see." And not that I was trying to put pressure on Link, but I just knew what he was capable capable of doing because I watched him come from the ground up, and uh, you know, and you everybody sees it exactly now what's happening now, whether it was in Oklahoma. Now Southern Cal and uh, Link, he's still the same. We text a lot, text day, weekly, sometimes daily, and uh, he's as humble as he was when he was with us at at, at East Carolina BB. Yeah, and he's still making a million zeros, but now there's a little number in front of all those million zeros, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, yes, he, he's done pretty well for himself. I'd say. So, yeah, he really has. I tell you what, and I know you talked about it but uh, while we were there you know i know we talked about mike but this is the same along the same lines lincoln turned down five jobs with me that paid him three four and five times what i was paying him yeah east carolina so it wasn't like he just jumped to the first thing going to oklahoma he turned a lot of jobs but i know we both you know miss mike and i'm sure we we both owe a lot to mike we don't not sure we do owe both a lot to mike and mike's the longest place i've Working with Mike at Texas Tech, BB is the longest place I've been at any stop. I've been at 13 different stops, and this is the 14th now. It's, that's the longest I've been anywhere. Uh, ten so, seasons. You know, we, yeah, ten seasons. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we had, you know, we did some good things. 
There's some great things. And then, then when when, uh, when Mike was suspended that one year, you were the interim coach for uh, the head coach in the Alamo Bowl when you guys beat Michigan State 41-31. And that had to be hard for you, too, because obviously you're loyal to Coach Leeds, and he had some issues going on. But uh, you were able to take over that football team and, and win that bowl game. Well, yeah, that was a unique situation. It was, uh, you know, in my opinion, unheard of. And, you know, uh, but I was, you know, fortunately I was, raised my dad and mom to you know prepare for it for all situations and i've been preparing for it to have it happen that quickly uh to be able to adjust improvise uh but i was lucky to have a great staff and and uh, the kids played extremely well and it, it was a unique situation there with mike and having to take over for him that, and that in that type of fashion but i was glad we had a chance to win the game and but it was very hard for me because i you know i got mike uh, and i got really close and there and uh, so the, taking that and take, take the job in that situation or in that circumstance was different and difficult. Ruffin McNeil, the former East Carolina head coach, the East Carolina Hall of Famer, uh, took the Pirates to four bowl games in those six years. And as we said, the last time the Pirates won a bowl game, it was the Beef O'Brady's Bowl in 2013. Hopefully, Mike Houston and company will win that game down in Birmingham coming up on the 27th. And so the Pirates will put another bowl trophy in the trophy case. Uh, your Wolfpack, uh, they're, they're going to a bowl as well. Yeah, yeah, we... Uh... Uh, you know, we, we had, had to Charlotte here, uh, on the 25th, 26th is reporting date and we play University of Maryland, Maryland Terrapin, uh, Terrapins out there. And, uh, we began preparation, uh, the last two weekends and we'll start full, full practice, uh, tomorrow. So looking forward to that challenge and, uh, you know, looking forward to the bowl game. I always, I think bowl games are fantastic. Uh, the bowl game, BB, you know, you've been to a bunch, uh, a group of them and I think they're getting a, a bad rap right here. It's one of the most exciting times for a team and young men as long as the, uh, as long as I've been doing this thing. So I'm excited about going to Charlotte, excited about playing Maryland, and let's go. Yeah, the, your first bowl game in East Carolina was against Maryland, right? The Military Bowl up at – and that was at RFK Stadium. Well, well you know what? That, that was the first bowl game as, as a head coach in yeah. East Carolina. And, they, and I think Ralph Regan has just been let go. Yeah. Well, that was a different type. Dude, I've been in some weird situations. <laughs> you know, but yeah, he had just got letting go. And so it wasn't really a happy type situation between the head coaches, but, you know, they had a really good, talented team. And, you know, we came up a little short up there, but uh, but I enjoyed that experience anyway. We enjoyed the week up, and, and they did a great job of taking care of our team. All right, that is BB, Brian Bailey, with Ruffy McNeil earlier today on the Brian Bailey Show. Once again, if you missed it, it is coming up in just a couple of minutes at 6 o'clock. And as we wrap up the show, it is time to wrap it up. Chad Moore has a poem. He once again did not win. I was waiting for this. All right, here we go. This is Chad Moore. He says, so many things going through my head. I know most think I should pe- I should put this to bed. But as I sit here topping this tweet, I am warning you all, I will not be beat. That is Chad Moore. Well, he still has a few more because uh, we have, let me make sure I count this correctly, two, four, six, six prizes left. Yep. So We're two to tomorrow, two Wednesday, and two on Thursday. Going, so Chad's not out of it just yet. Yep. Going two a day for the rest of the week. Once again, no show on Friday. We'll wrap up. PRL, the 2022 edition of PRL on Thursday. 
Thanks again to Troy D for joining us. JJ McLam also with ECU Athletics joined us. We opened up the treasure chest. Congratulations to Daryl Lambert in the uh, first hour of the day show. He was the winner of $100 cash and a Sparky Snowball t-shirt. BB joined us earlier in today's program. Michael Perry. And then also congratulations to Jeff Dover, nephew of Ben Dover. Uh, the winner of the Big Buck gift basket. So congratulations to those guys, and thanks to everyone for tuning in. And, man, this hour went by fast. It was a lot of fun, though. I was able to host the final hour in place of Clip Brock. He will be back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. So will Shirley Rose. So will I. And uh, let's wrap it up. We'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.